What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dayton Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Dayton Tolbert. This is a special live Keeping It Real Fridays edition of the show um, where we want to continue our discussion from last week on the very popular television show, Being Mary Jane. Um, you know, I just want to thank everybody who tuned in uh, from uh, from last week, man. I mean, that was turned out to be our highest rated show ever. Um, and, and which which kind of makes sense because, in my opinion, it was our realest show ever, our most informative show ever. You know, a show that you know so many people have reached out to me and just been like, "Wow, you know what? I didn't really realize that. You know, I liked the show, but I didn't realize how much I had in common with this show and with the character, and you know, uh, just using it as a, a reference point to be able to move forward and you know and make some changes in in their lives. So uh just shout out to all the women who uh who appreciated that particular show and um you know in fact I've even been able to incorporate that uh you know that outline uh that I used from last week into my uh private counseling sessions um uh, which has really been a blessing to a lot of women and we'll continue to do that uh going forward. Uh tonight and and be- I say all that to say because it was you know, so well-received last week, so informative. I want to just pick up um, where we left off and just kind of keep it keep it moving because if, if you remember, we stopped. I said, well, you know, I had stopped uh, watching it, I think maybe uh, I was maybe halfway through the first season, so I was only up to, like, season four. And so just imagine, you know what I mean, like all that information from last week. That wasn't even the full season. I went ahead and I finished watching episodes four through eight, over the course of the week, and so, you know, I took some very good notes, and so we're just going to, you know, jump right into it, man. So you guys are uh, definitely in for a treat um, because, you know, if you, I mean, if you got information from that, the information you're going to get tonight is, in my opinion, going to be even uh, more beneficial to you because there was just so many topics to to discuss. So uh, Courtney is here with me tonight. Uh, You guys are welcome to, you know, join in, call in with any questions, comments, feedback, 646-200-0366. Phone lines are uh, open, you know, tonight as well as any night that we're we're live and it's not a, you know, rebroadcast, obviously. So Courtney, what's going on with you uh, tonight? You ready? Yes, I am so excited. You know, I received a, a lot of great feedback as well on our last show on um, being Mary Jane. Like a lot of women said that they could relate to her, including myself. So um, it's going to be great to you know get back into it. Absolutely. So, um, and if you guys are unfamiliar, just understand if you missed that show or any show for that matter, um, you you know you can definitely go back to DadonTolbertShow.com and check out the archives as well as download these episodes on iTunes straight to you know in fact I was looking at some of the statistics I mean I just want to thank y'all man and also just thank God because the the ratings the the number of people I don't I'm not in the numbers I don't like the you know what I'm saying like it's not about that but there are a lot of people that have been listening especially as of late and I just want to thank y'all and it it's able to tell me and track how people are listening uh the and it's funny I didn't even realize this the vast majority of you guys are listening from your phones so spread the word, you know, if you're if you're out and about and you're not sure if you can get back, you know, to to your crib or whatever, you can just, you know, dial in from your cell phone with the fo- the telephone number live or you can actually just go to uh com or I believe the Blog Talk Radio network has its own actual little mobile app. So just go to blogtalkradio.com/dayontolbert, save that as a favorite. And then you can go, you can, you know what I'm saying? That way you can just listen to any show, any time, right on your phone. And that's actually how thousands of people, actually, I found out, are actually listening to us daily. So I just want to thank you all for that. It's a blessing, man. God is good. Um, real quick, couple things. 
this is the first week. You know, this was actually the grand opening week of TRC Hair Studio. I haven't even been live to thank you all for the support. You know what I mean? A lot of people have been reached out just, you know, congratulating me and, um, you know, just, uh, you know, looking forward to supporting if you're local. If if not, just sending positive thoughts uh, towards us. But, um, yeah, we're open, 6900 um, uh, Ogons Avenue, right there at 69th Street in, in, uh, in Ogons. If you're in the Philadelphia area, we uh, right now it's just my man Ron in there, who is the best barber in the city, my personal barber. Right now he's doing... 50% off all new customers, so come on in. You know, ladies, if you have sons, we're actually doing single mom Saturdays. Uh, you know what I mean? So all the kids' cuts are only $5. Um, fellas, your cut is going to be about uh, $9. You know what I mean? So you really can't beat that. Uh, what else? So, yeah, I mean, now next week our stylist, one of our stylists actually starts, the female stylist starts on uh, Tuesday. So, ladies, you know what I mean, whatever you need, uh Natural hair, uh, color, trim, cut. Y'all know what y'all need. So come on over. We, you know, we got all that, uh, you know, going on. Uh, you know, beginning next week, man. Courtney, you, you flying down from from Chi-Town just to get your your wig did? <laughs> I just might. I'm so excited. It's like, I mean, that's just awesome. You know, the hair studio. That's just so great. Yeah, man. You know, and this is just nothing. I mean, we got stuff, so much stuff planned uh, for the shop. I mean, we're just we just opened up, but it's not even a hundred percent finished. But I mean, it's it's up. You guys can come. It, it looks great, and um, got the the car sales. TRC Auto is right next door. You know, and we're gonna be doing a car wash right there. Come get your hair done, get your car washed. So a lot of a lot of good things happening um, here. You know, and, and it's just really a, a testament to, like I said, how good God is and and what you know, can happen if and when you put God first and you are faithful. And because, um, you know, what, two months ago, y'all didn't hear nothing about a TRC hair studio. You know what I mean? This is just something that God just opened up and it was just like, bam, you know what I mean? came on like, you know, Courtney, I mean, I didn't even tell you about it till what, a couple of weeks ago. Now, you know, you know what I'm saying? We're up and running. So, you know what I'm saying? That's That's what happens when... You do things the right way, and you know, and put God first. So that's a blessing. A um, couple other things that uh, you know, we obviously want to be respectful, and uh, you know, continue to keep our keep the victims, and, you know, of nine eleven in prayer, and the families that were affected by that that tragedy. You know, yesterday was the uh, you know the anniversary of that, so we always want to be uh, you know mindful of that. I saw Courtney over in the Each Woman group. You had a a post. Uh, that uh, you know, we're just asking. You know, where were you when it when it happened? What uh, where were you? I was in my um, Catholic Christianity class. It was like the yeah, it was like the first class, um, and they said it over the announcement. And like I thought, I mean, I know I shouldn't say I thought it was a joke, but you know, I couldn't believe it and when they said. It, I was like, what was going on? And then like you know, my classmate. They were, you know, people started crying because they had family that were um, that, that lived in New York, and they, you know, they let us go in the hallways and um, call our family in New York and just make sure everybody was okay. And one of my close friends, she um, had she had a cousin that worked in the World Trade Center, and so she was like freaking out. I remember she like it was yesterday. She was freaking out. She was like, "I just hope she's okay. I hope she's okay." So needless to say, she calls her. And she was able to reach her cousin. Do you know that day her cousin overslept 
so she didn't make it to work that morning. Mm. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, what's interesting is that, yes, yeah, so, I mean, that's, that is a, it's a blessing. Uh, but I'll tell you something. I was, um, I remember in class, because uh, it was 2001, so I was in, I was just about to graduate, and uh, I was going to class, and I had just arrived at class, and everybody was, I was a little late, so everybody was already there, and it, just, it had just happened, and so they had the monitors on, they were like, yo, the plane just, you know what I mean, just crashed into the, uh, the World Trade Center, I was just like, whoa, what the heck? So, uh, long story short, what they then they found out that, uh, you know, the other plane, the, the third plane crashed maybe only a couple miles from my school, though, you know what I'm saying. That's what I got to realize. See, I went to IUP, which is in Western Pennsylvania. That second plane was only about like 90 miles away from from my school, so you never know, man. That could have came down right on my head. So, you know, that's a blessing, man. You know what I mean? That uh, that you know that didn't happen, and that. But you just want to continue to pray for the families of, uh, you know, everybody that was affected. And but you know that you know that being said, you know, at the same time though, you know what I mean. You also want to continue to be stay informed. You know, stay informed. Don't don't buy into the media hype. In fact, I posted about this online earlier. Um, and, you know, I said that uh, you know it, it's crazy how people will mourn the victims of nine eleven one minute, but then the next minute support you know the United States government, but but mainly the overall structure, this worldwide structure that you know it was ultimately responsible for. 9/11. You know what I'm saying? Like things are being put in motion, and you know anybody who's conscious, anybody who knows, should know by now. Like what 9/11, you know, was and what it represented, and you know what it started. You know, because like I said online, I mean, and it's not rocket science. I mean, you look at if there was no 9/11, 9/11 was the the catalyst to this whole Middle Eastern war. I mean, you can't just attack another country without you know public reason. So. What happened? Well, I mean, you got, I mean, I'm not saying anything y'all don't shouldn't already know. It's like so that you know gave them reason to invade Afghanistan, which then led to the war in Iraq, and you know what I'm saying. So which which is which was all planned, which is all for you know oil, which was all for you know money, you know to destroy an entire country, and then you know award contracts to friends of you know people who are responsible for rebuilding. You know what I mean? So it's and that money is still being, you know, generated and it has been over the last, uh, you know, decade or so. So just just understand what it is, but you know, continue to pray, but at the same time understand and be vigilant and be, you know, informed about you know how this world works because um it's not how it's portrayed to be on, you know, in the media. So and I don't want to like I said I don't want to get too deep into it because I know we have a lot to talk about tonight, but I did want to touch on it just you know because of the. Uh, you know, the anniversary of uh, 9-11. Now, just to give you a quick sneak peek, though, next week we have a lot of good shows coming up, and over the next couple of weeks, uh, this whole Ray Rice thing is funny. I was actually about to do, uh, you know, every year we do a domestic violence, you know, a spotlight on domestic violence. And, you know, these that's, those shows have just been life-changing. I mean, you know, you've heard hundreds, well, at least well over 100 women, um, you know, over the years, you know, share their personal uh, stories of abuse and, um, you know, how they were beaten, kicked, stabbed, shot, um, you know, by their uh, abusers. You know, we've done uh, this. Will, we've done our 10th. This will be our 11th special on domestic violence. So, um, you know, if you can, you can Google any of these past uh, shows and, and listen to them, check out the archives. Very Just life-changing um, 
you know, radio. But uh, so we're going to do that anyway. But I think this year what I want to do is tie that into uh, this whole Ray Rice. Everybody's been asking me to do a show on the Ray Rice situation, him knocking his woman out, you know, dragging her out the elevator. Just absolutely despicable. But we want to also take a different spin on it, you know, and talk about just the hypocrisy that exists in the uh, in the world, you know, in regards to domestic violence. You know, when we have you know, people like Mary J. Blige punching her husband in the face on camera. You know what I mean? Nobody says anything. Solange, you know, attacking Jay-Z. And just, you know, countless other incidents of, you know, domestic violence. You know, you see a lot of that stuff glorified. But nobody really talks about it. Nobody really uh, seems to care about, you know, when it's when it's the reverse. So we'll talk about that. Uh, look out for that. Because I believe uh, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So we want to bring some awareness to that. Is that an issue that you're passionate about, Courtney? Yeah, because it's a lot of women that are going through that and are still in that. Like I, I've read stories about women that have just gone through those situations and some women felt trapped, like like, like they couldn't get out, you know, because their their lives were threatened. So it gets very deep. I've never experienced that myself, but I still, you know, I, I do want to talk about it. Sure, sure, definitely. We'll, we'll talk about it. You know, um, yeah. So there's that. Look out for that, and, as well as a number of. Uh, and don't think we forgot about between brothers. I was just talking to Oshel today, man. Shout out to him. And uh, you know, we were just we were actually going to do it this Sunday, but then he, he. I mean, we had it all planned, but then he uh, had to email me and said, "Hey, look, he." Uh, you know, has a family situation that needs to be taken care of. So we're going to push that back a little bit, so probably like uh, another week or so. But don't worry. That, you know what I mean? Just when we get to finally get it together and, you know, with the opening of the shop and he has a lot going on, it's just been really hard. But um, that's a blessing because we both have some really great things going on. But don't worry. We'll come back and uh, get that between brothers. But in the meantime, y'all can check out the archives of the at least the what, three or four that we've that we've done that have just been, you know, some of the best shows we've ever done. But tonight... All right, tonight we want to get into uh, the official title, which is How Being Mary Jane uh, Equals Being Emotionally Unavailable. And as I said last Friday, actually, when we were last live, that, um, you know, it just is a – her character is just a really good example of just, you know, not a bad woman, you know, not not the worst woman, but someone who is the most – emotionally unavailable, you know, depiction of a woman that I've ever seen. You know, and we as we and you heard last week how we literally broke down each and every way. You know, I mean whether it was her the addiction to sex, whether it was the insecurity, the judgmental attitude, um just the feelings of desperation that led her to, you know, um seeking out another woman's uh, husband. So just a lot of that is um indicative of what we see in our everyday lives around us, you know, and um, a lot of those reasons are exactly why men are not committing the way they used to, um, they, you know, why they're not taking seriously, why we're seeing such a, uh increase in these casual sexual situations as opposed to long-term committed relationships that will ultimately lead to marriage. And so what we want to do last week and what we want to do tonight with these specials is not just, you know, bash the characters, you know, but use the actual situations to identify some opportunities to eliminate serious and significant sources of emotional unavailability from your life, um, you know, if it exists there, if it's applicable. 
So that's what we're going to do tonight. Now, I don't want to do a whole big recap because, like I said, y'all, you know, you can listen to the, the archives of our three-hour show. But I want to just, like I said, jump right in, you know, pick up where we left off. And if I remember correctly, where we left up, left off was um, we had uh, Amari Harwick, who was uh, uh, Andre's character. He uh, He popped up at Mary Jane's uh, crib, you know, and we and we talked about how when David was there, how he didn't even, he you know, he didn't really care. It wasn't a big deal to him because the reality is, and this is why this is so important, ladies, is that y'all have to realize, even though these men may not trip about certain situations that they see, even though you think, oh, he didn't react to it, don't think that he didn't see it. Don't think he doesn't care. Don't think it's, he's not making a, a mental note of it, and, and going to and that's going to influence how he treats you. Because remember, if a man isn't viewing you as his future wife, then he's not, you know what I'm saying, it's basically just as a potential sex partner. And and with what that situation represented uh, for Mary Jane was emotional unavailability, was the fact that there's another man who is targeting her for sex. He popped up at her crib. You see what I'm saying? And I'm, all I'm saying is she was chilling in the back like it was no big deal. But understand, there's not a man on the planet, ladies, who is – and I'm just – Starting here, because you'll see where I want to go with this, a lot of our conversation is going to revolve around her interaction with David. Because a lot of women have a, a David in their life. The the Andre is kind of, you know what I'm saying, He's I'm not going to say insignificant, but David is the focal point. Because the reality is David represents, for many of you, your your projected future, right? You want love. You know you want marriage. You know you want a family with a successful, a protector, uh, you know, a, a marriage, family-minded individual, and that's what he represents for her. Now, you know, along that road, you'll often have some roadblocks like they have. You know, they just, for whatever reason, couldn't get together. There was, you know, some things where she felt like she was, you know, he wasn't where she wanted him to be, which we'll talk about. So she moved on, and you know what I mean? He was like, well, that, I'm skipping around, but, you know, he was like, you know, if if you would have waited, you know, she said, what she say? She said, if I would have waited, would you have married me? And he was like, you already know the answer to that. You know, and so a lot of you guys have that guy where, for whatever reason, you just moved on. You didn't necessarily take him seriously until you find him with the white woman, until you find him, you know what I'm saying, dating somebody, or you run back into him and he opens up his own shop, or he owns, a, now he's a business owner, or he's won the lottery, or whatever it is that you see him doing that now makes him more appealing than he was initially. You ever had a guy like that, Courtney, who you dealt with, he, you recognize as a good guy, but wasn't, you know what I'm saying, just wasn't doing it for you at that time, but then later on you saw him in a different way? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I thought, um, you know, the the second time around, um, I thought because now I wanted something with him that he would want something with me, and it did not turn out that way. Actually, I got played. Right. So, right. Yeah. And, and many of you may remember one of the best and most informative Barbershop Talk Tuesdays that we've done was entitled Just That, which was uh, – uh, the importance of recognizing a man's potential. You know, where we're me, Marv, Lewis, James, you know what I'm saying? We all 
came back, and we, we had several uh, callers also from around the country who called in and said, hey, look, I've been that guy. You know, but not just I've been that guy, but when I am that guy, when I was that guy, this is how I viewed those women who put me in that position. This is how I treated them. You know, and it's not pretty. I've been that guy. You know what I'm saying? Women coming out the woodwork after, you know, 10 years, 30 pounds, two kids later, it's like, oh, hey, how you been? Ooh, oh, how, what you been up to? Now, you know what I've been up to. You've been stalking me on Facebook. You know what the deal is. You know I'm a, I'm married, you know what I mean, trying to see what's up. Ain't nothing up. And that's just what it is, ladies. So, you know, and I like how I, I'll, I haven't, I'll see what season two brings. But, you know, in reality, I mean, we'll talk about it. Like, he definitely shunned her, but not in the way that, you know what I'm saying, not, I, I wasn't 100% satisfied with how he let her down, like, when she came back, when she showed up at his crib, that's not how it goes down, ladies. Let a, let somebody show up in my crib, and, you know, with my wife and daughter there, talking about something, can I talk to you for a second? That door is getting slammed in their face with the quickness. So it ain't, you know what I'm saying? It, it ain't none of that, ladies. Don't, oh, man, I can't wait to, let me just jump in, because I can't wait, man. There's so, did you get, first of all, Courtney, did you get a chance to finish season one? Yeah, I did. Oh man, so we're gonna have some fun tonight. We got time, y'all. We got time. We got until midnight. All right. So we got some time. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about. Y'all should be excited right now, because we're about to really get into it. She was tripping. I I've never did I'm so happy. Let me just tell y'all this real quick. I'm so happy and thankful. That there's a at first I resented it because before I had watched it I resented it and like a lot of people I just jumped on the bandwagon like oh that show is garbage and oh you know they shouldn't have any shows like this that just show a married like but when I actually watched it I'm actually thankful as I mentioned last week because this is the realest depiction <laughs> please understand this it's the realest depiction of of single professional not again not saying this is everybody and if you don't this doesn't apply to you then cool you know that's good but what i'm saying is and i've talked to countless men about this this is the realest depiction of of the vast majority of single successful black women out there being mary jane you know what i mean i'm just telling you trust me i've dated countless mary janes and the just about every man you know has interacted with countless mary janes who've done the exact same things so and I, so I say that to say I'm thankful that you guys now have an opportunity not to watch this and glorify it, you know what I'm saying, but really use it as a reference point for what not to do and how not to be if you want love. If you want love, you want to do everything she does but the opposite. You know what I mean? Just just don't do it. Everything she does, like do just something totally different. All right, and we'll talk about exactly what to do. I meant to mention this last week because we're gonna just pick right up. Courtney, do you remember? When he when she was hanging out with her brother and her brother took her to, uh, I guess their relative's crib and they had you know dinner or whatever barbecue at like late at night and they were all chilling. Yeah, I remember. Do you guys remember like while y'all were watching it, the the freaking uncle? I don't know if it was the uncle or who, but did you see him like palm her her, her booty, like grab her her backside? Yeah, he did. I that was weird to me. I did see that. That was weird, but what was even weirder 
was her reaction to that. And I think that we just have to, I mean, as women, I, I mean, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's your freaking cousin, your brother, who, I mean, you're a woman. If you don't respect yourself enough to check someone for disrespecting you, then you can't expect people, you can't expect to be respected. You can't expect it. You know what I mean? Like, he just basically palmed her whole booty, and she just laughed it off. And that's indicative, and I don't care who it is. Because I know if my that would happen to my wife or my mom or, you know, women who actually I know respect themselves, it would not have been that reaction. And so that's indicative of what you see going on in the other aspects of her life with these men who she allows to disrespect her and she allow, and disrespects herself even. You see the connection there, Courtney? It's like there's no respect there whatsoever. The self-esteem is so low, she just allows anybody to disrespect her, whether it's David, whether it's Andre, whether it's her freaking um, uh, 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 incestuous uncle, you know what I mean? Palm in her booty, want to have sex with his niece or whoever he is to her. I mean, is that is that you see a connection there? Yeah, I do. I mean, that's but it's as crazy as that sounds, you know, for her to allow people to do that. I mean, that's how it really is out there. And I've allowed certain things just to ride and just not said anything. So that's what happens when you don't love yourself. Yeah, right. That's the key word, when you don't love yourself. And, again, if you don't love yourself, you can't expect anyone else to love you. Tonight's show, guys, is sponsored by Tolbert Relationship Counseling. I know I've been spending a lot of time, you know, discussing, the, the you know, the, the hair salon and, you know, the barbershop and even the car sales. But understand, the, the first and foremost, you know, those are jobs. You know what I mean? Th- those are businesses. But when we talk about my calling, what I'm here to do, is help you guys, and that's through private counseling. So aside from everything, first and foremost comes Tolbert Relationship Counseling, which is the whole name. That's where TRC Hair Studio, TRC Auto Sales, TRC, like TRC is Tolbert Relationship Counseling. That's the foundation of everything, just so you guys know if you were unfamiliar. So understand, if you still need help, I'm still available. I may be a little bit more busy than I was before, but I'm still here for you guys. And if you don't love yourself or you have, you know, issues you know what I mean, with, with with self-esteem, you know, reach out to myself, Courtney, Oshel. We can all help and are available and willing to help. So I just want to put that out there before we go any further because that's what we're here for tonight, aside from everything else, is, is to help you guys overcome these issues that we're going to discuss on tonight's show. So there's just I just wanted to point that out. He just palmed their whole, you know what I'm saying, their whole booty. I mean, no self-respect. I, don't, I mean, hopefully you guys listening would not allow a family member to, to, to grab your, your butt. I mean, that's that's not cool. So uh, so there's that. Uh, now this is something I found interesting. Remember when they went to the club? She got mad, which is what a lot of women do. She had a fight with, you know, uh, I, I don't even remember. I, she was going through something, but she ended up in the club with her girls. And what's she doing in the club? She's texting date. Uh, excuse me, Andre. Now this is interesting, and we'll talk about why this is even more interesting. But she's there texting him. They let you see it. Are we still getting together later on tonight? Did you catch that, Courtney? Yeah, I did. So she's texting him, are we getting together? And he says, no, because I'm stuck at home. Now, mind you, this is someone who has professed his love for her. This is someone who has planned a future with her and said all these things, made her these promises. But this is someone who can't even be with her because he's, quote, unquote, stuck in the crib with his family. But if you guys remember, this is interesting because 
he ended up having sex with his 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 wife that night. So I mean, you gotta see, ladies. I don't, I, and I still have to say, like, you have to understand. Men are gonna do what they want to do, plain and simple. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what you know how, what he says, what you think is going on. If he wants to be with you, he's gonna be with you. I remember one time I was dealing with this chick, and it was twelve inches. It was like the blizzard of whatever. I don't remember what year it was, or but I know it was a lot of snow out there, and it was like staying in the crib. I drove because it was Valentine's. Day. I drove all the way, like an hour away just to be able to spend Valentine's Day with this young woman. And, uh, I mean, it was crazy. You know, I, mean? I didn't have a truck at the time. I had, it like, just a car. And I got stuck a few times, had to get out. By the time I got where I was going, I was, like, you know, soaked in just water because my, you know, just trying to get out this. It was just crazy. But my point is I was able to – I did that because that's what I wanted to do. That's who I wanted to be with at that time. Okay? So men are going to do what they want to do. So my point is if he wanted to be with her – Get, you know, uh, Andre wanted to be with Mary Jane. He would have been there. He would have made up an excuse. He would have been left his family to begin with if he, if he really wanted to be with her. And that guy that you're dealing with, all those excuses he gives you, they're BS. I'm telling you that. They're BS. They're, they're just excuses. If he wanted you, he'd be with you, period. If he wanted to marry you, he'd marry you. If he wanted to be in a relationship, if he wanted you to post his stuff on Facebook, it's all BS. If he wanted you, he would do it. There's nothing, nothing. I mean, if you heard our show on when a man loves a woman, you know what I mean? You know that there's nothing that a man won't do when he wants to be with you. Okay, nothing can stop him. So everything, just un, just understand that. So all the, and you guys know that what excuses I'm talking about. It may seem, it's always going to seem good. It's always going to seem like it makes sense at the time because he's not stupid. He's not going to give you an excuse that doesn't make sense. So it's going to make sense in that moment, trust me. But just know it's BS, Okay. Trust me on that. Courtney, you ever heard some excuses, some BS excuses? Yeah, because I, I've i had that conversation um, with a guy where I was just saying, like, you know, so where is this going? Like, what are we doing? You know, that whole thing. And, you know, he kind of just stood there for a second. Like, I could tell he was trying to figure out what's, like, the right thing to say that would keep me there. And so he ended up saying, well, you know, I just got out of something, so I'm not really ready right now and all of that stuff. And I believed it. I'm like, oh, well, he's not ready, and I'll just give him some time. And, yeah, it didn't work out because he didn't want me. Right. Ladies, let me just tell you something. (laughs) If you have to ask a man what I'm going to post this on Facebook later. If you have to ask a man what are we doing, the answer is nothing. Okay? (laughs) It's where is this going? The answer is nowhere. It's not. Because if he wants you, then he's going to be with you. That's just what it is. You will never have to inquire. You won't even have to be confused. You know what I mean? Because he will make sure. That's what a man does. You know, a man will make sure you feel comfortable within the situation. So here's the thing. Here's the irony is that she got mad. Right? She got mad that he had that he was stuck in his home with his wife and his kids and couldn't come to have sex with her. You know what I mean? She was mad about that. Like that's crazy. So what does she do? And, and, you know what I mean? And he was having sex with and that's the thing he he'll never tell you. If you notice he never told her that I mean it came out but he never really told her and wasn't going to tell her that he had sex with his wife because he was saying all this stuff to her. You know what I mean? Which is crazy. 
You know what I mean? She actually got mad that a married man had sex with his wife. So what does she do? She turns to online dating. Okay, online dating, which was which is very interesting because a lot of women do that. And we've done a, no, a number of shows over the years on online dating, which is really, I met my, I told you guys last week, I met my wife online. There's no problem with online dating if it's done within the context of, of emotional availability. But what was wrong with it is that if you noticed, remember, Courtney, she was very pessimistic. She had a very pessimistic attitude about the type of guys that she would date while she was online dating. Yeah, yeah, because she just really didn't have faith. Right, and that's with any relationship, any type of dating situation. You got to have faith, you know. I mean, what's not? I mean, you got to have faith to begin with in God, or, or you know, without God, with excuse me, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. You're never going to have anything without faith. But aside from that, I mean, she just had a pessimistic attitude. I mean, it's like I mean, just not just taking faith out of it. I mean, you you got to be positive. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, you know, I used to gamble back in the day. I always use these analogies. I used to go to the casino. I mean, who wants to go to the casino? Oh, you go into the casino again, you're just going to lose all your money. Like, like what the heck? You know what I mean? I wouldn't be going if I thought I was going to lose my money. Remind me not to go with you. You know what I'm saying? I want to go with someone with a positive attitude, you know, like no or, or anything. You know, you you always want to be around positive individuals. So if you are a negative individual like she was surrounding this whole online dating thing, that's why she attracted the not-so-good men. But this is the most crazy thing, which is so, so real. And I'm glad they did it the way they did because it was just ridiculous, Courtney. Did you see her? She, she So she, let me just, before we get there, because we're going to talk about Wayne Brady. You know what I mean? There's a lot to say about that whole <laughs> Wayne Brady situation. She was texting, you know what I'm saying? This is the funny thing. Well, let me let me back up a little bit. Before that, though, when she got mad at Andre, she told him that she was going to start dating. Now, that was done specifically. This is crazy. This is someone she's talking to about having a future with, but then she says, okay, well, whatever. We're going to do that, but I'm going to start dating. Like, she was doing that because... Not because she wanted to start dating, which is so interesting because so many women do play these games. They don't do it because they want to do it, but they do it to try to make us jealous, and they do it to try to make us act in the manner in which they want us to act. They think that bringing the possibility of another man into the equation, they think for whatever reason that's going to make us do what they want us to do, but in reality it makes us do the opposite. That's why this whole think like a man thing is just so stupid. Because when y'all try to think like us, you end up doing the opposite of what you actually want to happen. Make it, You can never make a man jealous who doesn't care about you to begin with. Like, if a man already has a wife, it's impossible for him to look at you as his future wife. So remember, if a man's not viewing you as his future wife, Courtney, what's he viewing you as? Sex partner. Future right. sex partner. I mean, don't be politically correct. This is keeping it real Fridays. Come on, Courtney. <laughs> oh, I mean, I didn't want to say no, but why not? Why don't you want to say it? That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. He's doing you as his hoe. Yeah, let's not sugarcoat it. You know, I mean, I, I, depending on the day, because even my in my counseling session, I may sugarcoat it and say a potential <laughs> sex partner, someone he's not taking seriously. <laughs> but we're live right now. 
This is keeping it real Fridays. You know what I mean? He's viewing you as a whole, ladies. You know, somebody he can just come stop over and get some and keep it moving. You know, the same is in, you know, television has a way of romanticizing it, whether it's Shamar Moore in Diary of a Mad Black Woman, whether it's, you know, uh, Fitz on Scandal, you know, whether it's Andre on Beam. I mean, it's all BS. These guys in real life, they're just looking at you as freaks. You know what I mean? The only time a man is taking you seriously is when he's taking you seriously. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let that marinate for a little bit. You know, anything outside of that is just is just a waste of time. Okay? You can never make turn a, a, a you know, a sexual situation into a long term romance. You can try to, but there's an expiration date on that. You know? I mean just ask Sherry Shepherd. You know, just ask Mariah Carey. I mean, just ask, I mean, half these people out here, you know, I mean, Serena Williams, you guys remember when she said, oh, no, I'm, you know, I'm, and we even did a whole show on it. In fact, she she released released a, uh, you know, a statement saying that she's done with love. You know, this was maybe three, three, four years ago, and we did a whole show on it. She said, I'm done with love, you know, and, and in fact, Rihanna said the same thing, F love. You know what I'm saying? And so many women out here get their hearts broken. They say, well, F love, or I'm done with men. I'm just going to go on a hiatus. Okay, that lasts, you know, about a freaking month, but then they're having sex with somebody. And so that's what happens. A lot of women, they close their hearts off to love, you know, but they don't close off their legs. They still have sex. You see what I'm saying? So you can never have love if you're having sex. And a lot of women think that that will transition. You know, like I mean, you know, I mean, uh, Serena Williams was having sex with Common Drake, and these were all situations after she released that statement of of being done with love. What happened? I thought she was done with love, but now Drake, she got Drake and Common ready to fight over. I mean, I know that booty. Is, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, we talking about Serena Williams, but I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? She ain't all that. She's not nobody I would deal with. You know, I wouldn't fight nobody over. I mean, I like tennis just as much as the next guy. I play tennis, but I ain't. You know what I mean? I'm not fighting Drake over Serena. You see, you see how that goes. They were fighting. You see, like she, and now she's single. You, you, she, she never healed from whatever it was that made her say, "I'm done." And you can Google if you, if you're unfamiliar with that statement I'm referring to, just Google it. Serena, she made that statement. I think after she got done dealing with this white dude who broke her heart. And then after that, she just kind of started wilding out in and out of different relationships. Same thing with Rihanna, you know, I mean, who also recently just had a fling with with Drake. I mean, this dude Drake, man, he gets this dude gets a lot of women. For real, I'm just saying, the ladies don't end up with Drake, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying that's he's the type of guy that a lot of women attract when they're emotionally unavailable. The guy who's clearly in that player stage. You know, handsome, you know, successful, well-dressed, well-spoken. A lot of women might look at Drake and be like, oh, my gosh, this is my knight in shining armor. He's Drake. He's this. He's that. He's light-skinned. Okay. You know, ask Serena Williams how, how you know I mean, how that worked out for her. Ask Rihanna. Ask half these strippers out there who thought that they were going to be the one to, to get wifed up by So that he now, you know, puts into his songs. So all I'm saying is, you know, the same thing with, with the Andres of the world, the players, the married men. You know what I mean? 
No, he's no. That's that's Amari Hardwick. I watch Power. I watch Power just for him for those scenes. What scene? No, you know what scenes. You know what scenes I'm talking about. Don't act like you don't know. Got stars specifically for Power. You know what I mean? Everybody on a Friday night talking about something. Right, no, what's he talking about? You know what I'm talking about. You know why you watch it. Hey, but I don't judge though, because I watch it. You know what I mean? That's what, you know. Let's keep it real here. Let's not front. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I think, yo, I think sometimes the people on my friends list sometimes have sticks up their butts, man. You know what I mean? Like for real. Like I don't know what's be going on. Like I'll say stuff that people act like they don't see it. They just they be afraid to hit the like button. They be afraid to comment. Yo, take you guys listening right now. Take the sticks up your butt. People listening to the show right now will not even comment on the the show that they're listening or be like, oh yeah, good show. Yo, I know this is a good show. Like take this, like relax. You know, you gotta chill. You gotta stop being so concerned about what other people think about you know about you. Because it's not that serious. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. So, yeah. But, no, Power's a good show. Season 2 coming up. Courtney Sons of Anarchy is back. I know you stopped watching it, or have you? You know what I mean? Did you? Where are we at No, no. I, I, I didn't um, pick back up with it, but I did watch it last season, specifically for Jax. I'm just playing. All right. I, what I'd like to do at this moment, I'd like you all to just stretch no. your hands forward. <laughs> Okay, and, and we're gonna pray with pray for Courtney. Just right now, where you are, stretch your hand. You know what I'm saying? That's what Courtney needs right now. Cause she ain't joking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now <laughs> she's dead serious. <laughs> Be clear about that, <laughs> for real. Now, um, what do I want to say now? So look, so let's keep it going. So she turns to online dating with this pessimistic attitude. And remember, she was like, oh, no, he's he's probably married. He's this. He's that. Da, 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 da. And she's just going down the line. And, like, you know, these could be good dudes. And I'm sure she passed over a lot of good, nice guys. So long story short, she uh, begins uh, dating Wayne uh, Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady. Now, here's the, the interesting thing. She goes on a date. Now, after she tries to make Andre jealous, which obviously is the epitome of emotional unavailability, dealing with one guy while going out with someone else is, you know, emotional unavailability 101. But uh, she is texting Andre while she's on the date with Wayne Brady. You know, like, ladies, a lot of y'all do that. Let me, let's be clear. And we've done these, uh, we've done emotional availability assessments on this. In fact, I think I'm going to repost it just to kind of see where we stand. Well, it's no point now because I'm about to talk about it, but you guys get what I'm saying. We, like, a lot of y'all will, like, a long time ago there was a a question, a post about how would you handle this situation of if your phone rang? Like, what is the proper etiquette if you are on a date? And a lot of women would say, well, I would just, you know, if I got a call, I would ignore it. And you don't want to ignore it. You don't want to ignore the call. You want to answer the call to let that person know that you are on a date and that you are, you know, you'll, you'll get back to them another time or whatever. But the worst thing you could do is just ignore it. But what she was doing is, because most likely if you're ignoring it, like if it's your mom, you're not going to ignore it. But if it's a guy, you're going to ignore it. And the, that guy that you're with is going to see that and be like, oh, okay, she got dudes hitting her up. And then you've now been placed in the jump-off category. And you, you know, never to return out, you know, from that ever. That's where you'll stay. So the way that you don't 
end up there is by just letting that man know, hey, look, I don't care who this is calling. I'm going to answer the phone, and I'm going to let them know that I'm busy, and that's just what it is. Now, what you don't want to do is what Gabrielle Union did, Mary Jane did, which was go ahead and just entertain whatever it was, texting. Oh, she said, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm almost done. Okay, one more text. Da, da, da. And he's just looking like, yo, anybody. And, I, and he, I like how they, you know, had him act because after a while he was like, all right, sweetheart, look, you know what I'm saying? You obviously have a lot going on, so you do what you got to do. And I'll talk to you another time. The only difference is there, there wouldn't be no second date. <laughs> second date. There ain't going to be no second date. And oh, actually, But here's the thing, and I want to be honest with y'all. This is keeping the real Fridays. The Wayne Brady's of the world maybe would have taken you out. And those are the losers. Those are the weirdos. Those are the psychos who would actually spend $50, pay for the date that you're sitting up there texting. Because you still, the food already came. You still got to pay that bill, so he had, he probably just dropped a hundred dollars and was like, "Look, you do what you got to do. I'll talk to you another time." And you know what I'm saying? So he spent money there, wasted his whole night, spent money there for no reason. But then he did it all again. That's not gonna happen. Y'all know that, right? I just hope y'all understand it. That's unrealistic. Ninety percent of men out here would not do that, or I should, men like myself would not do that. Now, back in the day, you know, and this is where the realness comes in, it it w- might have been and most likely would have happened, you know, to be a second date, right? But guess what? That second date ain't going to be at the restaurant. Where's the second date going to be, Courtney? At the crib. Right. At Bingo. her crib. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, see? <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm Courtney. You're getting it. I'm proud of you. Excellent. You see how she Yay. specified that? Courtney gets it. Y'all better hit her up because she knows her stuff. Y'all better do some private counseling with her. She understands because she she took it someplace I wasn't even going to take it because I thought that might have been too in depth. But she, you see, it would have been at her crib because that and that's exactly how my mind would have thought back in the day. I'm like, hold up. I ain't bringing her back to my crib. This chick obviously got another dude in the picture. She got a lot going on. So I'm like, look, look for, I, I want to take you out. I want to see you again. But uh, you got to make this up to me. Oh, okay. Okay. How can I make it up to you? Well, you know what? <clears throat> you got to, you know, I took you out to dinner, so you got to cook me dinner. You know, dinner at your place. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to cook me dinner. Oh, okay, sure. You know what I mean? Bam. That that would have been the second date, and then it would have been off to the races after that. And it's not right, but I'm just telling you when you show, ladies, hear me. When you show yourself to be emotionally unavailable, there is no more taking you seriously after that. And understand, if he stays in your life after that, everything, no matter how nice of a bow he wraps on it, will be with the sole purpose of getting you into bed. Trust me, there is no relation. Like, if you have one of those dates that she had with uh, with uh, Wayne Brady, after that, it's a wrap. He will definitely be trying to smash. But guess what? You guys already know that, though, don't you? Because you probably most likely experienced that in some capacity. I'm just explaining why it happened. I'm explaining the thought process that the man had as you know, instead of you guys just thinking, oh, he's a dog. No, no, it's not always about him being a dog because a lot of these guys aren't dogs. 
per se. A lot of these guys are actually looking for wives. But just because, but you know, just because a man was looking for a wife, and he recognizes you not to be that wife, don't expect him to still treat you like a wife. That does that, you know, what I'm saying? That, that's pointless. So you have to be viewed as a wife to be treated like a wife. Anything outside of that is trying to get you in the bed. So hopefully that's clear. And there's again, there's no way to fake emotional availability. It has to be genuine, which is why it's important to continue listening to these shows, continue the private counseling sessions, and then that way you can have it be genuine. So she's texting Andre the whole time. You know what I'm saying? She's texting her mom and just just texting. Just that's just horrible. Just put that phone away, okay? Um, now, but now on the second date, you know, they, he showed back up. You know, uh, decided to take her out again, and what does she do? She's she's freaking interrogating this guy. Did you catch that? No, I don't recall that. What did she do? Like, what specifically was she saying? Well, she does. A, she did a lot of the things that you know, like that Chili does, and you know, on that What Chili Wants show, and she does a lot of things that just went uh, that. Uh, when we did our show a couple of weeks ago on Atlanta X's, and I, man, I mean, last week's show, tonight's show, and the Atlanta X's show, really is like a three-part special on the definition of emotional unavailability. Please understand that. Please, if you did not hear any of those shows I just mentioned, please listen to those shows because every single one of them epitomizes what the definition of emotional unavailability is so like when you guys ask me or you inbox or you get ready to post in the group hey what does that mean just listen to these shows and you will see what we're talking about um but what she was doing was she had it was crazy clearly she has a lot going on but she put him in the hot seat like he was like he had something to prove you know like you know like he had to show her that he was worthy of being out with her because she's some, you know, some celebrity. You know, she didn't put put her real name on the profile because she didn't want people to know that it was her. Like I'm like, who who are you? You're you're nobody. You you do you have a talk show? Did you? I mean, like, what the heck makes her think that she's so special? You know, I mean, a lot of women they they are feeling themselves. So much, and it's just like, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, she really felt like, and a lot of women feel like, that that title, that bank account, that car entitles them to some form of, you know, being put on a platform. I'm just like, it doesn't. You know what I mean? And, and, and she had that attitude, like she was talking down to him, and she was throwing these questions at him. And go back and rewatch it, because you'll see. She's like, just throwing all these questions, and he's trying to answer them like, like he didn't want to give the wrong answer. I'm just like, look, I would have been like, you know, who you th- first of all, who you think you're talking to, Gabrielle Union? You know what I mean? Like, let, matter of fact, let me switch this on you. How long you been single? How did your last relationship end? That's what I, I would just flip it. And that's and, and the fellas know, just ladies, just so you know, and the fellas already know, the key to getting any woman you want, the key to, key to just having that lifestyle that you want to live, if you are, in fact, in that player stage is is flipping it to the point where you really don't care. Because when women try to come at you with that, 
you know, that holier than thou and I'm this and I'm that. All you got to do is flip it, you know, and on them and just let them know that you're not pressed. Because when a woman can look into a man's eyes and see that he's genuinely not pressed and genuinely doesn't care if he gets what's in between her legs, like he could really take it or leave it, then that at that point you had the man has total control. But, you know what I'm saying, and a lot of women they it's a it's just a power struggle in dating and relationships, which is why nobody's really taking things to that next level because nobody really I can tell you men are never gonna be in a power struggle with a woman. And, and and still take that woman seriously. We may do it just to get some get some sex, but we're never going to stay in it for the long term. You know, we'll play that little like Wayne Brady. Like he he might go back and forth with that whole interrogation for a little bit, but you know, till he gets the the, the booty, till he gets the keys to that. I mean, the, uh, the code to that gated community. I mean, <laughs> after that, it's a wrap. I'm just saying. I've had plenty of codes to those gated communities. That ain't you know that was. No big deal. So I'm just saying, man. Y'all, y'all don't, <laughs> yo, we we're approaching two thousand episodes. Y'all know that, right? Two thousand episodes over the last ten years. Okay, we're, I think we're like one thousand seven hundred and something. You know I mean, episodes. But y'all have to understand, y'all haven't really heard anything yet. Y'all know that, right? Y'all know I've really never kept it real with y'all. As, as crazy as that sounds, as real as tonight and most nights are, y'all realize I haven't told y'all a fraction of the stories that people like Marv have heard, people like Virgil have heard, people like Tone and, you know what I mean, like people I'm close to who've actually lived a lot of these stories. Y'all haven't really heard any of those stories because they're too real for radio. You understand that? And so I'm just telling y'all, it's everything we're talking about is just extra real. It gets realer than we're even talking about. So I would just say take what you can and learn from it because these guys out here are vultures. You know, they will take you and chew you up, spit you out, and not think twice about it. I used to have a buddy, he he would call himself ESPN. I'd say, well, why are you calling me? You call yourself ESPN? He said, because I would F him for sport. You know what I mean? That's just, I mean, that was his nickname. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's still a joke to this day. Just have sex with any any woman he wanted to, and do whatever and say whatever it took to have sex with that woman for sport, not even caring about him. There there are men out there like that. <laughs> Shout out to him if he's listening. You know what I mean? But I'm just telling y'all, man, it's crazy. Out here. But anyway, you, she was interrogating him like he had something to prove. All right now. <clears throat> Now, this is something else that's very common out here in dating and relationships. A lot of women claim to be celibate, excuse me, they claim to be single but not celibate. And that's basically what Gabrielle Union had going on here. Because if you think about I mean, think about it. I'm sure on that online profile, she had, you know, herself listed as single, seeking love, you know. But meanwhile, she's got another man at her crib think, talking about marrying her talking about leaving his wife for her, somebody that she's having sex with. So that's what we have. I mean, a lot of women, you go on their Facebook page, right, and it and it says single. It says nothing. Maybe, you know, that's what's common now is y'all just don't, don't have anything. But if somebody, you know, raps to you like, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, are you seeing anybody? Oh, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not seeing anybody. Oh, but but I'm having sex with Andre tonight, you know. I just I had I just had sex with David you know, nobody actually says that, but that's what it is. 
I'm, I'm well, no, I'm, you know, I'm single, but I'm actually currently entangled in a in a love triangle, you know. But because deep down I know neither one of these situations is is going to give me the future that I want. I, that's why I'm here with you, hoping that that's where you come in, buddy. You know, <laughs> hopefully you can pry me away from those other two guys from my past and give me the life that I've always dreamed of. You know, and so the guy says, "Oh, okay, sure." Let me just pry you away from someone you've been in love with for the last 10 years and this other guy you've been having sex with for the last two months who wants to marry you. Okay, sure, let me just dive right in. You know, that's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's laughable. Dive right in. I mean, that's what these women want, which is crazy. No one is going to do that, ladies. You've got to cut these situations off first. You can't expect these guys to, to – but really what it is, a lot of these, these women think that they don't know. They think that they're like, well, well how is he going to know that I, I have Andre in my life? How is he going to know about David? I didn't mention him, which is dishonesty, really, to begin with. But they always know. We always know, ladies. You cannot hide that stuff. Okay, just like Gabrielle Union couldn't hide. In fact, she even went as far as to tell him, you know, that she had a married man, uh, an affair with a married man. You know what I mean? And Wayne Brady was just looking. If he was anything like me, he was just like, oh, okay. Okay, note to self, delete your number when I leave here. You know, or depending <laughs> if he's, you know, the type of guy he is. Okay, well, in that case, all right, well, what are you doing after this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, oh, oh for real? Oh, you had a you just had an affair with a married man. Oh, okay, cool. Well, why don't you come on over and we'll talk, tell me more about it. You know, that's how that goes. But please understand. In fact, I'll tell you, and any man will tell you this. Maybe they won't, but I'll tell you this. If you guys can think back, because you probably didn't make a note of it when you were in the moment, but think about it, Courtney. You ever had a guy? One of the first questions that a guy will ask you when he meets you is, "So, how long you been single?" Um, do you have any tattoos? Do you have any children? And and when you guys are getting into it, Courtney, you ever been asked, have you ever cheated on an ex? No, I haven't. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Nobody's ever asked, well, I think you know why, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, t- for the people yeah. who don't know, let me tell them why. <clears throat> That question, because I've asked, you're you're right. It's interesting because Courtney, you know, you you've never been taken seriously by a man, right? Right. So that question wouldn't have been asked to you, because what that question is designed to get a glimpse into what kind of person you are, what kind of girlfriend you would be, what kind of wife you would be. You know, but if you're not even being viewed in that way to begin with, there's really no. It doesn't matter if you would cheat, because <laughs> we ain't gonna be together anyway. We don't, I don't have to worry about if you would cheat because I ain't gonna be. But I, I know I asked my wife that. <clears throat> we had a conversation about that. You know, had she ever cheated? And God, I, I remember asking a number of women, you know, that question in the past. And I didn't ask every woman that, but there were a number of women I did ask that. You know, have you ever cheated? You know, why did this situation end? You know, just try to see what the future might look like for as far as I'm concerned, you know. And so, if, you know, when a man asks you that, that's, that, the answer to that question 
is going to basically determine whether or not he takes you seriously going forward. Makes you know is going to determine if he takes you out on another date, or if that second date is going to be back to the crib. Because the bottom line is no. If you answer, oh yeah, well, yeah, I cheated on you know so and so back in the day. That's like going on a job interview and be like, yeah. So have you ever stolen anything from the supply cabinet that you know you weren't allowed to have? Oh yeah, mm-hmm, yep. I well. You know, five years ago at my other job, yeah, there was this one time where I actually stole this copy machine. You know what I mean? There was a printer. <laughs> there was a printer that nobody was using. So I just decided to take it home with me. You know what I mean? I just kept it at the crib. You're not getting that job. <laughs> Y'all know that, right? It's the same thing. You know, if you tell an employer or a recruiter you, you stole something, why the heck would they hire you? You know, um, same thing. If you tell someone that you're on a date with, the whole point of dating is to see if they could, you know, possibly be with you in the future. And you tell that person, well, yeah, I cheated on so-and-so back in the day. Oh, okay, cool. Well, yeah, that, that may, all right, so let me, let me go ahead and wife you up so you can do the same thing to me. No, it's not going to happen. That would just be stupid. And so what does she do? She goes into detail about how she had this whole affair with with, with the married dude that, she, that ironically she's still dealing with. She's going to be telling half truths. Did you notice that she told him that she had an affair, but she didn't tell him that he was waiting for it at her crib? <laughs> well, she still wanted to keep it open. You know, she wanted to keep it, her options open. That's crazy, though. Right. right. Ladies, you can't keep your – that's – the whole point of of emotional availability is not keeping your options open. If you if you have options while you're single, I'm switching up the whole game right now because that's the that's what women do nowadays. They don't want to put all their eggs in one basket. They don't want to just close off all their options they, in case this so and so doesn't work out. Well, then they got so and so. No, you can't do that. You'll be single forever. A lot of women think that dating multiple men increases their chances of uh, of having love, it actually eliminates, it doesn't decrease it, it eliminates it because it renders you emotionally unavailable. And that's, that's you got to do the opposite of what you're thinking about doing. All you got to do is listen to this show. I give you a blueprint on how to have love. You know what I mean? That's all, just don't, you can't date anybody. You, you date multiple people, you're not going to be taken seriously by any of those men. Guaranteed. So she So she told the guy that she was, having sex with a married man. And I forget, you know, I mean, basically that was the end of the date, if you guys noticed. I mean, it didn't go anywhere after that. I mean, clearly he wasn't, you know, going to pursue anything. Uh, but here, but then the thing about it is, after the date, and this is every man's worst nightmare, because I was just watching it, making notes, and I was just like, wow, women need to hear this. Because I've, this has happened to me. This is every man's worst nightmare. Is that I shouldn't say worst nightmare, but it's something. It's like our worst dating, you know, uh, situation. Like where we just we take you out and we're excited and we're happy to have you know chill with you and are excited about possible things to come. You know, so we're texting you, hey, I had a great time tonight. Hopefully, you had a good time. You have a good night. Thinking she's just gonna go home, take a shower, crawl into bed, and dream about me and reminisce about the great night we had. But that's not what she did, was it, Courtney? What did she end up doing after her date with Wayne Brady? Um, then she ended up with I don't remember which guy it was. I don't know if she slept with somebody. Was it David yeah. or was it Andre? I think it was Andre. 
It was Andre. That's the thing. Ladies, you you know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to take you out and then you only to have, you know, I say how I put it is, you know, we we take you out for dinner to some so somebody else can get the dessert. That's not, you know what I'm saying? That's not what we would want. She's texting Wayne, Wayne Brady, as she's about to get smashed off by Andre. That's but the thing about it is is that's never happened to me. And if it's happened to me, I don't know what's happened to me. But I know I've been Andre in that situation. You know what I mean? I've had plenty of women texting me while they're out on a date. I'm like, right, well, look, just just tell them to drop you off over here. Just get, call me when you get done on, on your date, making them think that I care. You know what I mean? <laughs> Putting that little, you know, whatever in there to make her think that I actually care that she's out with another guy. Yeah, call me when you're done on your date. <laughs> like, ooh, you've got a date. Ooh, I'm jealous. Oh, I wish I was out on a date with you. I'm sitting up there chilling in some ball shorts, watching, playing Madden, you know what I mean, waiting for her to get dropped off to my to my crib. She's all dressed dressed up, just had a nice date. I'm chilling in some ball shorts. She ends up coming over, stopping at her crib, packs a bag, comes straight over. These chicks ain't loyal, man. I tell you, I'm just that's you see you see how real that is. That that's how it used to be for me. Guy taking her out. I say, oh, so how? So you know, you gotta keep it going. Oh, so how was your date? Well, oh, it was fine. Well, we went to this nice restaurant. I'm like, okay, cool. That's what's I bet that bill came to about what well, it was probably expensive. Yeah, he spent a hundred dollars on me. He didn't care about what I ordered. Oh, cool, that's what's up. So you so you full, right? So you're not gonna be in my fridge tonight, right? Cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo. You ain't drinking up all my juice. Shoot. <laughs> but, <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> yo, man. That, that, yo, I my wife was just talking. I drink a whole two liter in one sitting, for real. I'm like, just like, how do you drink a whole thing of iced tea in one sitting? I'm like, yo, I'm thirsty, for real. But, yo, I'm just saying, that's not the ideal situation. You see how that, I mean, no one, I didn't care that she was out with him. So whatever she was trying to do, you know what I mean, was not to, to make me jealous or make me care. Because remember, it wasn't to make me jealous. It was really to make me appreciate her to hopefully wipe her up which is what she wanted and take her seriously which i wasn't doing so she was trying to use another man to do that but that failed miserably because all it made me want to do is do what i did and then keep it moving keep it pushing i mean i think we all can use our y'all heard enough keeping the real fridays to know you know what transpired you know, all that nice makeup, that hair done, that nice outfit, it all went out the window. You know what I mean? Not literally, but you guys get my <laughs> point. Y'all know me. I'm already married. I have no reason to lie to y'all. I'll keep it real, as real as I need to. I do not care. You know what I mean? Like, y'all have to hear the truth. You know, And the truth is not a joke. It's not pretty. It's not funny. I don't know how they got these comedians talking about relationship advice, whether it's Steve Harvey, Monique, all these other weirdos out here making jokes about this stuff. Not, this is people's lives. This stuff is not the truth. What's real is not comfortable. 
there's a reason why people, you know, I'll say stuff and people just ignore it because they don't want it because it's real. It hurts to hear. Y'all think I don't know that? You think I don't know why people don't be, you know, saying different stuff? I look on some other people's pages. They say whatever, and it'd be like a million comments and a million thumbs up. And I'm like, okay, but that's because it makes people feel good. This show doesn't make people feel good. I've had countless women tell me. They died. I said, what about, yo, did you hear this show or that show? They'd be like, well, no, I didn't really... I can't really listen to your show, Daydon, because sometimes it hurts to listen to your show. I say, I say, good, keep listening. So I just want y'all to know that I know what it is. I get it, and I'm okay with it. But continue doing what you do. Continue listening, even though it hurts, because you will be one of those success stories. You don't have to email me prior to. Just email me after you know, it has the effect that it's designed to. Email me when you get that ring. Like I've had thousands of women write me in that folder I have entitled Testimonies. You feel what I'm saying? Courtney has her own that she started recently. It's filling up. This stuff works. Listen to this show. These private counseling sessions work. Courtney will tell you. Osha will tell you. I'll tell you. These women at home who are now chilling with their husbands on a Friday night will tell you it works, but you gotta, you gotta, you got to listen. You gotta listen and you gotta apply this stuff to your life, your your, your lives. All right. Now, <clears throat> this is something that's moving in a different direction. So that whole dinner and that whole thing was a big mess. But what was the, an even bigger mess was? Do you remember when she went to the? She was invited to speak at that uh, fundraiser event, some type of luncheon with the ladies, and it turned out that Andre's wife was there. Did you see that part? Yes, I did. I remember that. Now, a couple of things that I found to be interesting about that situation is that, one, the young woman introduced Gabrielle Union as a as a, role, a great role model, which I found to be interesting because it's, you know, when you look at what society classifies as a role model, they look at things from a materialistic standpoint, an educational, financial, you know, uh, standpoint. But those things are not at all what should define a great role model. I mean, if that's the case, I mean, look at Beyonce. I mean, she's rich. She's does some community service. She, you know, I mean, I, I don't chills with the president, but. Would anyone in their right mind, Courtney, say Beyonce's a great model for these girls when you look at the lyrics of her songs, the the way that she carries herself, the, the cuss words, just the I mean, would any, could anybody in their right mind say Beyonce's a great role model for little girls? No. No, not at all. Of course not. You know what I mean? No one could say that. The same way, if you guys listened to last week's show, if you're listening to tonight's show, no one in their right mind would look at Gabrielle Union's character of Mary Jane and say, wow, she's a great role model. But, I, you know, interestingly enough, a lot of these women out here who have these great jobs, these careers, they think that that classifies them as a great woman. No, emotional availability a high level of self-respect and self-esteem, a great personality, a, a, you know, no ha not having a wall up, an emotional guard up, not having to deal with hurt, pain, and resentment, not having not having sex with a married man. These are all things that you know classify you as being a great woman and having and being a great role model for young girls. 
But, I mean, it's it's actually crazy that, you know, someone would view her and say, wow, that's a great role model. But I just found that to be ironic because the young woman, that's how she was introduced, you know, as a great role model for, for young women. Now, aside from that, uh, you know, the, she's sitting there having what I called a verbal sparring session with with Andre's wife, which is really just ridiculous. I mean, here you are, you know, having sex with someone's wife, basically, or someone's husband, trying to take him from her, you know, and you're sitting there insulting her, you know, going back and forth with her, talking about some, you should have did this and you should have did that. And if you, but, they, you know, they're, they're speaking in codes because they don't want other people to know that she's a hoe, you know, and, and trying to steal someone's husband. But it's just ridiculous. So I just found that scene to be really just unfortunate because it's like, you know, the funny thing is, I, you tell me what you think because I, it's weird. I had mixed feelings at first, but I, I kind of felt bad for the wife. Did did you at all? Yeah, I did. I did. I mean, with that scene to me, it was really petty. And, of course, they were going back and forth, but she did insult the wife a lot. And just saying things that were just unnecessary and just saying, oh, well, you should have stepped your game up. And so, but aside from her saying that, the wife, I felt like, believed that she had to do things like that's all that would make her a great woman, what she did in the bedroom, that alone. And she, you could tell, like, her self-esteem was, um, like, you know, affected by it. Yeah, I noticed that, too. And that's why I felt bad because it's like, there's certain things like Gabrielle Union, her character, Mary Jane. I should start calling her Mary Jane because I have nothing against Gabrielle Union. You know what I mean? But Mary Jane, you know, really unfortunately epitomizes a, a professional hoe. You know what I mean? Like, and she. I mean, she does. She. I mean, there are a lot of professional hoes out here. You know, not. I'm not talking about prostitutes. You know, I'm not talking about ghetto hoes, you know, the hood rats. I'm not talking about those women. But understand, there are a lot of corporate America hoes out here. I'm talking about women who have no respect for themselves, no self-esteem, who make six figures, you know, close to it, drive BMWs, you know, Louboutins, you know, really high-profile positions, but at the end of the day are hoes. Like, meaning they will just have sex with you, take your man, you know, do whatever needs to be done just from a selfish perspective. And she represents those types of women. And so I say that to say it's unfortunate because the good women of the world, the respectable women of the world, I mean, this is nothing, I don't know what y'all be getting into it, you know, in the bedroom, but, excuse me. You you should not be able. She cannot compete with the Mary Janes. Like perfect example, Gabrielle Union. I mean Mary Jane. She knew how to get. Like when you saw the, uh, Andre's wife, she she you know decided that she wanted to try to please her man. You know, and he was like, "Look, man, you know, can I just wake up one morning and you giving me head?" And she was like, "Well, uh, you know, I don't really." You know, do that or whatever. I don't. You know, I can try, but and he was like you know, all frustrated. But then she actually tried to do it because she saw that, you know, that was important to him. So she tried. She said, all right, you know, 
I'm gonna wake up. She got the pillow out. She wanted to be comfortable, and he, you know, he that wasn't good enough for him. I mean, let's be clear before we go any further, because we're spending a lot of time talking about Mary Jane. I mean, be clear, Andre in this movie and in this show is a total bastard. Okay, I don't want that to be misconstrued or like understand. He is a, a piece of crap. When we did that show on uh, the definition of a non-elite man, when we did that show on how to avoid dealing with a, a low-down, dirty bastard, Andre's character, I mean, that character is like the epitome of that. You know, here she is trying, his wife trying to, you know, do something, you know, uh, you know, to please him, and he's mad that she's using a pillow to prop her head up. And I'm sorry, you know what I'm saying? Gabrielle Union has so much practice sucking you know what I mean? That she knows all the the tricks and the techniques, and she's got it down to a science. But that's not what we want. There's a huge misconception out here that these men want these freaking hoes. Those are the women we don't marry. Yeah, we get you know we you know you can do X, Y, and Z. You're a good kisser. You know what I mean? But guess what? You're a good kisser because most likely you've been a hoe in the past. And you've had a lot of practice. We don't need your practice. We don't need someone who can do all types of sexual tricks. Now the tricks are good. Don't get me wrong. When your marriage is blessed by God, you know that stuff is going to come naturally, right? But when you just coming into it, and you already got all these, you know, what I'm saying these, these this whole bag of tricks. You know, we're going to see right through that, and it's not going to be a good look. So it's just unfortunate that Gabrielle Union was making her feel bad. You're talking about some step your sex game up. No, no, no. You see what I'm saying? No, you're a hoe. That's why your sex game is up. You got a lot of bodies. You sucked a lot of penises before. You know what I mean? Like, that's why you're good at what you do. So I just, everyone listening right now, I just don't, please don't think, and I'm a married man saying this. There's certain things I wouldn't even want my wife to do. You guys got to understand it. Don't watch these shows and be like, oh, no, I got to be like Mary Jane and because she can do X, Y, and Z. She's walking around the crib butt naked acting like some type of super freak. Don't, that's, listen, don't don't get that twisted, please. That's stuff that hoes do. I, I, case in point, I had this one hoe, oh, <clears throat> excuse me, this one young woman, right, she came to my crib. You know, with nothing but a, a trench coat on. Like, you, you see movies like that, right? Like, you, stuff like that in TV shows. I'm just like, yo, what the heck? Like, that, that actually really happened. And she thought that I was going to turn me on or something. Now, don't get me wrong, it did in that, you know, that day, in that moment. But, I mean, you know, looking back on it, that was, that, she was a hoe. I'm sure, I mean, I wonder how many other women she did that for. I wonder where, what other apartments that trench coat had been in. You know, whereas, Courtney, going ahead and ask most women, would they ever do something like that for someone that that they were dealing with? I bet you vast majority of women would say yes. Notice I didn't say your husband. I said most women you're dealing with. Excuse me, most men you're dealing with. Do you think the answer would be yes? Probably for a lot of women. Probably. Yeah. Probably. So you just got to chill. Watch this show and watch all the sexual stuff that she does and just be like, whoa. You know what I mean? Like, that's that can be a turnoff. I remember this one time, I, I'm just keeping it real with y'all, this young woman, very professional, very professional. Uh, 
I mean, as professional, I mean, she made six figures. She had just bought a house, and she just, I mean, I could do a whole show on her. I told you all different stories about her from different times uh, over the years. But uh, this one situation in particular, she came, I came to her crib, and she cooked me dinner. And she was so, had it so embedded in her mind, just like mo- many women do, that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. And she felt like, you know, if she could cook me a meal, you know, that would, like, really, that was great, that would be, you know, the way to get me. And so it was crazy. She was like a psycho. She cooked me this great. And don't get me wrong, it was great. She sat there. She cooked a meal. She's like, are you sit there. She said, I'm going to serve you. So she served me. But then she said, I'm like, oh, well, you're not hungry? She didn't have a plate for herself. So she she gave me the plate with the food. And she, like, sat there and watched me. She like, watch me eat it. It's like, what? Watch. She's like, go ahead, take it. She's like, eat. I'm like, eat? Yeah, what the heck? So she, like, watched me as I picked the fork up, put it in my mouth, and she watched me chew. She just watched me. <clears throat> and she just, like, had this obsessed look on her face. She was, like, crazy. You know what I mean? She's, like, just staring at me. I'm like, yo, what the heck is it? She's like, no, I just want to see you like it. I'm like, it's good. It, it tastes good. She was so just, I don't know, like, obsessed with me liking what she prepared for me because in her mind that validated her not the not just being her not just me being there <clears throat> but the fact that she could cook for me and I like what she cooked gave her pleasure now, but here's the thing it didn't just give her pleasure I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all so I'm gonna keep I'm keeping it honest with you I'm keeping it real with y'all that turned her on you know, I, I, I don't want to be too descriptive, but after that, she turned into the Incredible Hulk, the female Incredible Hulk. She just went crazy. It, I feel I felt violated after that. Like she just, like I'm, it was, it wasn't about the sex. I hope I hope y'all get what I'm saying to y'all. Seriously, I'm being serious. Like the fact that she could please me, please my stomach, pleased her sexually, and that is some deep rooted. Stuff right there, man. I'm telling y'all. You know what I mean? And I'm a chill right there, but I'm just telling you, she went crazy. And there's and that went deep. Like that went back years of just wanting to be able to please a man and you know, having been in, in and out of relationships where she had done so much stuff from that perspective, you know, trying to feed and clean and cook and all that stuff, you know, where it went unappreciated. But to see someone actually appreciate it and like it, it just turned her on. And so the same thing we're seeing there is what we see here in Mary Jane, <clears throat> you know, and she by trying to make the, the wife feel like less of a woman because she couldn't please her man sexually. So it's, it's deep. And here, But here's something else that I saw I found to be interesting. So even after that, you know, he's been having sex with Gabrielle Union, Mary Jane. Andre and his wife went to counseling. And so, you know, she, they were just saying, okay, so why are we here? She's like, well, you know, it's, uh, you know, I mean, he's, I want to be married. You know, I, I love my husband. And he was like, you know, do you love her? And he was like, yeah, I love her. And she was like, well, then why are you cheating on me? You know, and she was just like, do you want to uh, stay you know, stay in this marriage and the wife was like, yeah, you know, she's like, she's like, why? She's like, because, you know, he's a good man. 
You know, he he provides for his family. He's a good, a great father. You know, he. I mean, that was basically it. He provides for his family. He's a great father. But and I and it's it's amazing because I do this daily. I counsel women daily, and you'd be surprised how many women equate being a great man with being a great father and and providing financially. When in reality, those two things mean nothing. Okay, those two things mean nothing. A great man. I mean, if you're a great, if you first of all, if you have kids, you're supposed to be a great father. You have no choice but to be a great father. That's your responsibility. You're a, in fact, if you're not a great father, you're a bastard. So being a great father doesn't classify you as being a great man. That just means you're you're doing what you're supposed to do as a father. You have kids, so you take care of your kids. You should be a great father. That doesn't mean you're a great man. It just means you do what you need to do. You know. But aside from that, you could provide for a woman financially, but does that mean that you're a great man, Courtney? No. Right. I mean, if a man takes care, of it, pays the bills, keeps a roof over your head, keeps you in a BMW, but is out cheating on you, is he a great man? No, I mean pimps do the same thing for prostitutes, so it's not really. Courtney, saying I really lot. want you to start being real with the people. Pimps do the same things for their hoes. That's what you wanted to say, isn't it? No, actually, I I wasn't even thinking that, but yeah, yeah, right. Because we gotta we gotta take the the sting out of that word, <clears throat> because the reality is, as we always say, there are hoes out here. It's not like they don't exist. They're male hoes and they're female hoes. So let's not sugarcoat it. Let's not not call them hoes just like niggas. Stop being afraid to call niggas what they are. I mean, if you rob and shoot people and you sell drugs, then that's what you are. <clears throat> but if you're a positive, upstanding you know, black man who's taking care of his family, then you're not a nigger. You're a positive black man. But let's, you know, let's start calling this stuff what it is because that's the only way. We're going to see a change. you got to stop sugarcoating this stuff. You know, this shouldn't be the realest show in the world. There need to be more shows. This show is only the realest show in the world because everybody else is afraid to speak the truth. They're afraid to talk about these issues because it means offending black women. It means confronting black women about what goes on in the hood. You know, we've got to look in the mirror at ourselves. Nobody wants to do that. But so I found it to be interesting that, you know, she said that, I mean, while they're there specifically because he's cheating, you know, with Mary Jane Paul, she still had the audacity to call him a good man. I mean, did that not strike you as a little odd? Yeah, that was really odd to me because it's like he's cheating, but he's still, I I just, I didn't understand what made him good. I mean, is that something she's just telling herself just as an excuse to stick with him? Maybe. You know, it, it was crazy. Yeah. That's how the low the self-esteem gets, is that when you can be cheated on and, you know, still be able to say, you know, I love you and I know you love me and you're a good man. I mean, that's just, when you don't, you if, if, he, if Andre is a good man to anybody and certainly to that character, then you ain't never had a good man. You know what I mean? Because that he ain't nowhere near a good man. 
I mean, seriously. But the reality is most women have never dated, you know, dated a, a great guy. What they've dated is men who are better than the other losers that they've dated. So when you date the biggest loser, you know, or the, you guys get, well, not the biggest loser, but you know what I mean, someone who's not, as much of a loser as the rest of the guys, and it may appear that he's a good man just because he's better than other weirdos. But that doesn't mean he's a good man. It just means you never had a great man. You know, so that's that's usually how that goes. So, now, here's the thing. You know, like I say, he tried, she tried to do some stuff to, you know, to win him back, if you will. But if you noticed, and this is very important, this is something that we always talk about, we talk about it from one perspective, but you guys need to hear it from a different perspective. What I always say is that when a man loves you, did a whole show on it, there ain't nothing that he won't do for you. But on the flip side of that, when a man doesn't love you and when a man doesn't want to be with you and when a man is in that player stage, as Andre is an excellent example of that, there ain't nothing you can do to make him stay. And unfortunately, what a lot of women do is they internalize that, you know what I mean, that that rejection, and they say, well, there must be something wrong with me. You know, I hear you saying you want me to do X, Y, and Z. I do X, Y, and Z, or I try to do X, Y, and Z, but then you still cheat and you still ultimately leave. Well, then that must mean that I'm not a great woman. There's something wrong with me. What am I not doing? What do I need to improve? When in reality... There's always self-reflection. There's always things you could do better. But it it may it just doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you, per se. You know, it may just mean he just doesn't want you, which is okay. Because what a lot of women do is they take a, a man not wanting them as, uh, you know, like I said, they allow that to affect their self-esteem. But instead of asking that question, why doesn't he want me, you got to ask yourself, wait a minute, why do I want him? Because once you ask yourself that question... Him being out of your life no longer is a burden. It no longer makes you upset, but then it becomes something that you can thank God for. You can at that point say, wait a minute, God, I didn't want this anyway. You know, <laughs> I'm actually glad you removed him from my life. Thank you, God, for removing him from my life. Forget these tears. You removing him from my life now allows me to work on myself so that I can now have love with the man that you ultimately have for me, which is a blessing. And certainly no reason to cry. That's, that should be tears of joy. But a lot of women, it's, but here's the thing, it's hard to have that mentality when you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's hard to see have that mentality when you don't even have a relationship with God to begin with, so you can't thank God if you don't even have a relationship with God. You see how that goes? And when you don't see someone else coming, you know, like you don't see another man coming in your future that would be better than him. You feel like, well, dang, if he left, I'm just going to be alone forever. So after that, after she tries giving him head, after they try to go to counseling, he ultimately tells her that he's filing for divorce. Oh, boo-hoo. He's leaving. So he moves out. And, you know, he was supposed to get this crib. They say it's not going to be ready for a month. So what does he do? He goes back and he uh, decides that they're going to live together. They're going to be shacking up. Now, I meant to tell you, 
We don't have enough time tonight, but we're actually going to be doing a show on shacking up. I think we actually did one several years ago, now that I think about it. But we're going to do a 2014 version of shacking up. You know, I know we, uh, you know, you guys watch Preachers of L.A., although you guys act like you don't watch it, but I know, you know, it gets watched by a lot of people. Dietrich Haddon and his wife, there's a big, you know, thing about that. You know, so uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, you know, uh, Mary Jane and Andre and them deciding to live together. We're going to talk about Dietrich Haddon and, you know, his wife deciding to live together. And just, you know, look at what the Bible says about uh, living together and, and, you know, and fornicating and, and, and stuff like that. So, but, uh, so they decide to do that and decide that they're going to, you know, live together. Now, here's something else I found interesting. Here we go back with that whole... <clears throat> that whole jealousy thing. Did you notice, Court? This is a, it may seem like it was minor, but this is actually very major, and I wanted to touch on it. When he woke up, or no, when he was there that night, or no, I think it was in the morning, uh, Gabrielle Union had the dude, the gay dude, taking the trash out for it. Did you, did you catch that? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I did. Now, <clears throat> so... Andre wakes up and he sees the dude taking a trash. He's like, "Yo, uh, what's 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 going on over there? What's this? You got a guy taking your trash out?" And she's like, "Oh, no, no, you know, don't worry about him. He just, you know, helps out with the trash or whatever." What? Like, and now, and she—that's so important. That's so freaking important. Oh, I get excited. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get hyped because so many women they 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 do what she did. It's that lie of omission. It's that wanting to keep a man guessing, wanting to have him there but not have him feel too comfortable there. You know, she. if you know, this is somebody who was clearly a 100% platonic friend, someone who's freaking gay, so clearly is is no threat, you know, or anything like that. And, and instead of telling him that, which she could have and definitely should have done, she was like, well, hold on, you know, I, I think I'll be already taking the trash out from now. I don't want no other dudes coming to your crib. You already, I, as a man, I'm watching, I'm like, dang, you know, I would have wanted some form of explanation there. Like, I'm here living with you. I'm here trying to be with you, and we're going to, you know, supposedly build a future together. You got another dude at your crib taking your trash out, and you just tell me, oh, don't worry about it. Oh, that's just so-and-so. Oh, like, okay, who is he? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. a great woman, a woman who I would take seriously, would have gone out of her way to let me know, whoa, babe, chill. You don't got nothing to worry about. That's just so and so. He don't even like women. He's gay. That's you know, like we. That's just my homie. Ain't nothing going on. Ain't nothing been going on. Nothing will be going on. He's like that's just you know. Trust me. I'll tell him he don't got to take out the trash. That you don't got to worry about that. That's what great women do. Okay, it's it ain't about what you have to tell us. It ain't about what you should tell us and what you're obligated to tell us versus what you want to tell us. It's it's about look. Let's let me make you feel as comfortable as possible. Those are the great women of the world. All this other stuff you trying to keep me in the dark, you trying to keep me guessing. That's just gonna make me want to smash and keep it moving. You know, a lot of women don't want to put themselves out there like that because they they've been hurt. 
So they try to withhold information because they don't want these men knowing everything, and they want them to think that, that you know what I'm saying, that's you're going to be single doing that dumb stuff. Those are, the, This chick is 38 years old, 38 years old playing those types of games. I had women doing that stuff in high school. Some of my very first girlfriends in high school played those same games. And here's Mary Jane Paul. And many, to be honest with you, Mary, many of you guys, you know, playing those same games at, at you know later ages in life, and then not wondering, or excuse me, wondering why these men are not taking you seriously. And I know it seems minor, but it ain't minor. That's just the you'd be surprised. The littlest things, just like that, will piss a man off. And make him walk out that crib and never have anything to do with you again. Did you do you see how important little stuff or stuff that seems little like that, but how important it really is? Yeah, I mean that is really important to disclose that this information. Period. And but the, in regards to that specific situation, I feel like she didn't tell him because deep down she knows. I mean, she knows that he doesn't want her. So that's when you really start playing all those games because you want someone to feel jealous or you want someone to fight for you. That's childish, and you just shouldn't even be in the situation at all. But that's why a lot of women do that. Because instead of walking away, it's like, well, let me play these games and see how he reacts. Right, right. And like I said earlier, it's it's because you really want him to treat you, you know, the way you want to be treated. So, But that's... Trust me, ladies, that's going to have the opposite effect of what you want it to have. It's not going to lead to him, you know what I mean? Like, she wanted him. She only did that because she wanted him to leave his wife and to just have their situation solidified. That's why she wanted him to, you know, not be comfortable in that situation. But, you know, as you see, it didn't have the desired effect. Um, but, yeah, so there, there's that whole thing. I Man, see, you'd be surprised. A lot of people that, that like y'all would watch that show and, and would have never even thought anything about that scene. But that, be surprised, guys. That was one of the most important scenes in the whole show because it 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 was indicative of the nature of their relationship. And what I mean by that is, when you are with someone who you love and loves you and you know really genuinely wants to be with you, you guys want to be with each other. Guess what? You're not going to play those games. You're going to be able to be yourself. You know what I mean? You don't. I can walk around the crib butt naked, you know, singing Maxwell. You know what I mean? If I want to, and and I feel totally comfortable in front of my wife. I say, what the heck? But yeah, that's crazy. But that's how comfortable you should be with the person that you're with. You know, to the point where you can do that. If you can't do that type of stuff and be, you know, have full disclosure. Well, then, you know what I mean? It's no point in being with the person. That's the whole point in being with them is so that you can be yourself. She couldn't be herself. She had to have that wall up. Well, then what are they doing together? So, just wonder. I mean, I'm just, that's just my opinion, though. You know what I mean? Y'all, you got to, ladies, you got to let the wall down. Now, a couple of things. Now, we've been spending a lot of time talking about, uh, you know, um, the two the two young uh the two people here basically Mary Jane and uh Andre and, and also David but there's also a lot that can be learned from the niece in this uh what's your take on her the, the her uh niece the the uh precious I I'm sorry uh her niece you her know name. what 
I forgot her name. It doesn't even matter. I forgot her name. Um, I just feel like she she hasn't made the best decisions, but when I look at it, it's like I can't really fault her 100% because she didn't really have great examples, like anyone to look to. She didn't have examples of, you know, real love, and so it's like you can't really fault her for that. But she had a point, though, when she did, um, her and Mary Jane had that conversation because Mary Jane was telling her, it was so, it was almost hypocritical a little bit. Mary Jane was telling her, well, you should be doing this, you should be doing that, and just really getting down on her for, you know, being pregnant and all that stuff. And her niece was just like, well, where's your man? Where is all this stuff? And I felt like she had a point. It's like you don't have your life together, but you're trying to tell me how to live mine. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I noticed that. And um, she that, but that's what happens when you have low self esteem, when you don't love yourself, when you're struggling with self self value and self worth. You know, you 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 know, you look down on others. You have a judgmental attitude. You have a perfectionist attitude. You feel like you're better. And you know, she she definitely comes across like that. Like she's Miss Perfect, and the whole family is just messed up, and she has to solve everybody's problems. You know, which is totally ridiculous. When interestingly enough, her life is probably the most jacked up out of all this, you know? I mean, but when you look at the young woman's parents, I mean, this is someone who is is very unfortunate because uh, she she comes from a a not-so-good background, you know what I mean? Like the young woman, uh, she she mentioned she wanted to do porn, and she has a mentality that black is ugly. If you guys noticed that, you know, her views, they're very uh, unfortunate. She feels like black is ugly and that, you know, her kid, her child would be uh, beautiful and have a better life because he's going to be mixed with black and, and Filipino and have, you know, quote, unquote, good hair, you know, which is totally ridiculous. I mean, all hair is good hair. I mean, you know, she but she felt she hates herself. And so what happens when a lot of women hate themselves they turn to what they're good at. It's like, okay, I don't like how I look, but as she said, and this is, yo, I want y'all to not, let me just say this, this is a good show. Being Mary Jane itself is not a bad show. It's actually, as I mentioned last week, a very realistic show, if not one of the most realistic shows I've ever seen in my life. Realistic, forget shows, one of the most realistic portrayals of black life and black relationships that I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Like like I said, I've lived this this movie or this show just from a you know the male perspective. But I've played all these roles before. Mainly, you know, somebody like David or you know what I mean? I've been, you know, in these situations dating the 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 women exactly like Mary Jane Paul. That's what I'm saying. So I'm actually impressed whoever you know, the writers are or whatever. I mean, like, you look at something like this, but then go and watch some of this Tyler Perry stuff, you know, some of this uh, Shonda Rhimes stuff. Like, it's just total BS, like, just totally unrealistic. Well, clearly, because Tyler Perry's a gay man trying to write about heterosexual dating, which is why it's unrealistic. But, I, you know, whoever wrote Being Mary Jane is, you know, they, they get it. They, they're right on point. So I just say, why don't, don't like, look down on the show itself because you don't like what's being seen, because it, it is very ac- uh, accurate. 
as far as what people in the, actually in this stuff are going through. Now, you know, it may be uncomfortable, but it is what it is. But, yeah, so she, you know, and like I said, a lot of women who find themselves, in, you know, viewing themselves in, in a not-so-desirable way, they turn to what they're good at, which is sex. What did she say? She was like, well, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to do, just stop having sex? Like, what the heck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could just stop having sex. But in her mind, that's just so out of the question. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird. Like, you'd be you'd think that, even in today's society, you'd think that after getting dogged and getting their hearts broken and getting STDs and getting strung along, you know, I mean, you would really think, you know, single moms, you know, having kids out of wedlock and just, you know, unwanted and unplanned pregnancy, multiple abortions. You, you'd think that some of these women would be like, you know, hmm, let me just stop, <laughs> you know what I mean? Let me just stop having sex. Let me just chill for a little bit. Let me just keep my freaking legs closed. You know what I mean? And then, you know, and try things a different way. But despite all those things, all the effects of sex and dating, they continue to date, but yet expect a different result from it. You know, and the same thing that this young woman did. She's 19 with two kids. You know, she thinks that sex is going to be able to keep that young Filipino dude, you know, which is absolutely ridiculous. But, I mean, as ridiculous as that is, like I said, so many women will cause you to, you know, will will actually believe that. And a lot of that is caused by these quote-unquote entertainers who are, you know, who push this sexual agenda making women think that that's what's appealing to men seeking wives and that's what needs to be done to keep a man. When in reality, I mean, sex is a is a part of a marriage. I mean, it's an important part, but it's by no means, you know, the, you know, the the deciding factor. It's not something that's going to get a man, it's certainly not something that's going to keep a man. It's so many other factors that are way more important. So it's just, but you know, I, so I wanted to focus on this young woman, the niece in this show. And you guys, I want you guys to continue to watch her, and just uh, understand that her views are very common in the black community, very common, you know, and uh, it's unfortunate. So the nephew, you got the nephew in there. He's basically a, a big time drug dealer who I don't really have too much to say about him, but I, although I will say that. I can't say enough. I mean, when you have a father, you know, who and a mom who are obviously estranged or functioning in a dysfunctional household the way they do, it's not a coincidence that you see these young girls out here being hoes, having sex, getting married, excuse me, getting pregnant, having abortions, you know, in on, you know, sliding down a stripper pole, you know, when the father's a drug addict or an industry's not around. And then you end up seeing the, the, the young boys selling drugs in gangs, having sex, having babies, not taking care of them, being deadbeats. You know, and that's a very this is a very accurate portrayal of what we see on a large scale in the black community. Am I am I lying, Courtney? No, that's what's going on. They have no good examples. Right. I mean that's just how it goes. You know what I mean? That you take the father out of the household, you know, all hell breaks loose. That's why the black man 
really needs to, I mean, that's what modern-day slavery is all about. You remove the black man from the home, and then you're able to control the black the black race. You throw him in jail. You create an environment in which he doesn't even want to be in the home, you know, by making our women hoes and thinking that, you know, have this whole independent woman syndrome and all that stuff to make the man not even want to be there or you take him out by force, putting him in jail or just killing him, you know, flooding the, the black community with guns and drugs. I mean, it's just, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's one way or another the black man is going to be removed from the home, whether he's going to be dead or in jail or just not wanting to be there. And so now you got at that point you can attack the black women. You know, so that's, that's basically how that goes. So so there's that. Now, and if you guys are just joining us, this is part two. Okay, if you I'm telling you, if you're just tuning in tonight, you're only getting half the information. Understand that this is part two. Last Friday, we did a whole three hour show on the first half of season one. So this is part two, which is basically the second half. And as you see, there's a lot. That's why this is, I got a whole other hour of stuff. I mean, we're not even, like, we might mess around and do a part three because I got a lot to talk about. Um, but ludicrous. Let me Before we go any further, let me just say this. Ludicrous needs to just not act, okay? <laughs> he needs to turn in his, his like, his acting card. And just not act anymore. Just stick to rapping, okay? Because he might be the worst black actor I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> no, he's okay? not. He's horrible. He's just like the worst. I mean, he's horrible, okay? He's not a good actor. But, I mean, it's almost pain. It's almost unfortunate because it took away from, you know what I mean, like just being able, like that character. That's an important character. I like that character, I like that story, that part of the storyline, but his lack of acting ability just <laughs> messed it all up. You know, it's like that. Because, like, everybody else is good. Like, this is a very well-acted, Gabrielle Union is good. Um, the mom is good. The father is good. The nephew is good. The niece is good. Um, I mean, her brother is good. The the, the crack guy, you know, he, I mean, everybody is good. But, I mean, they throw ludicrous, and I'm just like, what the heck? <laughs> Where did he come from, man? It's like, it's just because he's ludicrous. Oh, let's just get ludicrous to act just because he's a rapper. I'm like, for what? No, you messed up the whole show. But anyway, now Gabrielle Union, she claims to be his friend. But what'd she do, Courtney? She stabbed him in the back, right? Yes, she did. On national TV. Yeah. You know, and I think, I mean... It's kind of weird. I mean, she did give him him an opportunity. You know, she does do the news, which is one of the reasons why I like what I do. Uh, you know, I was a my major was communications, my minor was journalism, and so I always wanted to be. I was, you know, in broadcast journalism. That's what I, you know, I went to school for. But uh, you know, that's so that's the nature of the business. Like you have to make tough calls. You know, I took a lot of ethics classes, you know what I mean? But, I mean, that's the line of work. I mean, I don't really have a big problem with what she did because she did give him an opportunity to come clean. She told him, hey, look, I got to do this. You can. I'm giving you an opportunity to, you know, come forward. You know, if I don't do it, someone else is going to do it. So, I mean, that's her job, so I don't really have a huge problem with it. But I just found it to be interesting from an emotional standpoint. 
Because remember, emotional availability is anything that affects you emotionally. So if you have, you know, a friend who you have, you know, a conflict with and you actually do something that's considered betraying that person, well then that's going to have an effect on you. And so that means you need you know and then he ultimately kills himself. That's really that that really hurt her. And so you can't you got to deal with that. You can't you don't want to have something like that happen and then you just start dating, you know, after that. That's going to mess you up. You got to take that time to heal. You got to chill. You got to get yourself together. You know, if you don't, you're just going to attract the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the and the players. So, I mean, I, you know, so that's really all I wanted to say about that. But that's just, since we're talking about tonight, emotional availability, I just felt like that was, it's, it's important for you guys to you see that as just, just as important as the rest of the stuff that we're talking about. But we're about to really get into it. We're about to really get to the nitty-gritty, all right, because it, it was wilding out, all right? Let's get to, Courtney, the Black Tie Gala, shall we? Yes. Now, it looks like evidently with some type of, I think it was the Jack and Jill Black Tie Gala, which is, you know, reserved for the, you know, the affluent members of the, you know, the black community, you know, upper class and um, you know, so they obviously were a part of that. You know, uh, you know, their family got the the platinum table. You know, which all, you know, whatever. But this is interesting. Wow, and I love this. This is we're gonna have a, a good conversation. Um, she wanted Andre to go with him. She asked him, and this is she, this is a selfish chick right here. This is like she's like the worst possible woman here. I'm just telling her she is. Like I hope anyone is. Does not look at her in any positive way and, and hope to be like Mary Jane because everything that she does is like the worst. She not only did she want to take this woman's husband and take her take him from her for her own, but she wanted to take him and flaunt someone and think about him. This is someone who is a a national celebrity, right? She wanted to basically go to this event that would be publicized heavily and basically introduce herself. Y'all know I don't like this word, but basically as a homewrecker. You know, like show up on her arm with this married man who she's having an affair with. She is someone who is so concerned and aware of her image, her obsession, her deep-rooted obsession for love caused her to put that to the side and still say, I don't care what people are going to say about me. I don't care what people are going to say about you. The hell with your wife. I'm going to take you to this black tie gala, and I'm going to flaunt you in front of the world, and that's just going to be what it is. I mean, do you see how that would have made her look from a professional standpoint, Courtney? Yeah, to me... When I saw it, I just felt like she just didn't know her role. It's, I mean, you're a side chick. You're a jump off. You don't do stuff like that. I mean, I don't, you know, condone it, of course. But aside from that, you just don't do that. You don't go in public. You don't do all that stuff. And then she got upset. She felt some type of way because he said, no, he's not going to do it because he was thinking about his wife and all of that. And she just couldn't really understand that. 
Right. And it's unfortunate. But and here's the problem, because the, 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 we're going to be doing a show on Friends with Benefits when we talk about Sam Smith's song, Stay With Me. We're going to break down the lyrics and just do an overall show on just Friends with Benefits, the rules, what to do, what not to do. I mean, it shouldn't be done, but you know what I mean, the consequences of when you do do it. Uh, but, you know, the problem with it is that she never saw herself as a jump-off. You know, which is a problem with most jump offs. They don't. They always buy into the lie, which is, oh no, I'm gonna leave my wife for you. I'm gonna, you know, do this, and I'm gonna, we're gonna be this and that. So she bought into that. So she never saw herself in that way, which is why she was able to just feel like she could show up at this gala with this guy on her arm. And I like the fact that you know he was like, no, I'm not gonna do that, because you know we've already, you know. I've already destroyed my family. I've already hurt her. I'm not going to, you know, publicly humiliate her by showing up at this. He's like, I'm not going to do that, which showed he really at least cared about her in, in some capacity. And she, and the funny thing is she got mad about that. You know what I mean? Like, she she got mad, and, uh, like she couldn't understand that. Like, this is a heartless chick. Like, she knows she, she, she was so obsessed with just, Sticking it to this woman, and she still even had no feelings or regard for, you know, the fact that like, wow, okay, I took your husband, but you know, now let me rub it in your face publicly, you know, like that's that's where that obsession comes in, you know what I mean? So that was I, I found that to be interesting. Um, but one of the things, like I said about that term homewrecker, y'all have to understand that there's no such thing as a homewrecker. You know, I said that you you actually can't mess up something. Someone can't mess up what God has put in place specifically for you. You know, like if your home can't be wrecked if it ain't, you know what I'm saying, if it's, if everything is nailed down, you know what I mean, properly. If you're doing what you need to do, if the man that you have is the man that God has for you, nobody can come in and mess that up. You know, if they try, you know, it's not going to it's not going to work. But if it's not who God has for you, then all bets are off. Which is why it's so important to make sure that that person you're dealing with is, you know, you got to pray. You got to make sure that, you know, you're, you're doing what God wants you to do as opposed to what you want to do. You know, and that's something we all have struggled with in the past or, you know, even now. Now, but so, now this is interesting. So she's there wanting to take David, right? This is someone who she claims she loves and she's going to be with and they're going to have this whole future together. Remember that. You know, she's she's totally just she the dude is living with her, they're gonna be together. She loves him. Which is hundred percent BS. But she sees David there. What happened to all that love she had for Andre, Courtney, when she saw David? It went out the window. She just had butterflies in her stomach. She was just going crazy. And he's cool with the family and all that stuff. And I think she started to imagine what it would have been like if she would have, you know, if they would have had something. She wouldn't have blown them off. Exactly. That's, like you said, it all went out the window. And seeing him there for her represented realness as opposed to what she had with Andre, which which represented something that she had to keep hidden, which in her eyes meant it wasn't real. She never really viewed it as being real. It was something that she, you know, had, was trying to convince herself was real. But I think being at the gala, 
like ever, all her peers and her family and her friends, for her, that was real. And if he couldn't be there, then that means it wasn't real. But who was there? David was there, and so that was then at that moment for her real. But the reality is, the reality is she could have had David. You know, this is the same young woman who we talked about last week through a temper tantrum just because he decided to go out with somebody else, even though they clearly had an undefined relationship. And that's the thing, ladies. Once you, you just got to understand, if you're dealing with somebody where you have an undefined relationship, you're casual, you're sexual, it's just friends with benefits, you have no ties to that man. You can't say what he does and who he does it with. So she sees him. She got mad. Because, you know, he violated their friends with benefits situation, which is ridiculous because there are no rules in a friends with benefits situation. So she reconnects with him at this event, at this gala, but something's a little bit different. What I can't think of what it is. Oh, wait, there it is. It's $12 million, you know, difference, you know. He sold his company or was in the process of selling his company, the same company that she felt like he was putting too much time into, which is why she originally decided to move on with her life because he was taking too long. But in reality, he was getting his self together, which is what she should have, really what she did, because she took the same amount of time to get her career going. He did the same. Now he's worth worth $12 million. You know, and now suddenly, you know, she sees him in a different way. Now I know nobody wants to see, you know, see it that way, but that's the only thing that changed. The only, there was nothing different from when he was chilling at her crib when they were having that whole little sexual thing, than than when she saw him at the gala. Nothing was different. You know what I mean? It was just the fact that he was successful, and the harsh reality is, so many women out here struggle with you know, uh, have deep-rooted issues with their father figure in their life that the protection aspect and the, and the financial ability to provide for them, if that's not there, these women out here 90% of the time aren't checking for you and aren't going to stick around and wait for you to be able to provide for them financially. Very, you know, I'm telling you this as an entrepreneur. I own three successful businesses. At the same time, you feel what I'm saying? That's like, I mean, that's what I do. But what I'm telling you is that took 10 years. That took all throughout my, my 20s of being poor and checking account being overdrawn and all types of stuff to be able to get to that point. There were a lot of dates where people were like, oh, you know, what do you do? I'm like, well, you know, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, da, 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 da. This is what I got planned. Oh, okay. Well, you, you know, let me call you back. Okay. Like, I wasn't impressed, but I'm just saying that's what I experienced. So what I'm saying is this is not just a show. This is every successful black man's reality. You know what I mean? There is someone. That's why we did this show, and you heard all those men. You can Google how to recognize the importance of recognizing a black man's potential, and then you'll hear all these men saying the same exact thing that I said from a few years ago. You know, so this is very real. We talk about this stuff in the barbershop all the time. I have a barbershop, ironically, now that we talk about these same issues now in my barbershop. You feel what I'm saying? So, ladies, I'm just trying to tell you all, you know, when he comes back with that $12 million, that ain't the time to decide that you want to support him and you want to ride it out with him. 
Now, the time is when he has the idea. The time is when it's just a thought. You guys think that me opening up a barber shop, a salon, you think, you know, a couple months ago was the first time I had that idea? No, I had that idea. God planted that idea in my in my head seven years ago. Okay? You know, you know how many women I told about that? It looked at me like I was crazy, weren't feeling it. You guys see what I'm saying? You guys got to look at this stuff and, and say, wow, you know what? I'm going to support him now. She said, right, you know, straight up, she wasn't willing to wait. She felt like she was being strung along. But it's not that she was being strung along. She felt like his dream was taking too long to come to fruition. That's really what it was. But now that she saw that $12 million, she had a different perspective. You know, she like you said, Courtney, she had got the butterflies, the googly eyes. You know, she wanted to dance with him at the thing. You know what I mean? She was all up, all up on him. But then he had to tell her, he was like, look, you know, I just got to let you know I'm in a relationship. Now, the funny thing is, you know, it turns out this young woman is, is white. You know, now, interestingly enough, a lot of women, I hear that a lot. Now, I've never dated a white woman, but I know a lot of men have. And there's a common, you know, uh, thought or feeling that when black men become successful, they have to turn to white women. But a lot of women, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know any man that just likes white women. I've never heard that. Never heard that. Just they just like women. That's the reason. That's just what they date, and that's there's no reason for. It. No, no, no. It's not that. It's that men want love. Men want support. Men want to be appreciated. Men want a ride or die chick. They want someone to love them for them, not for what they have or what they can do for them. And it just so happens that in many cases, not all, because like I said, I've I've never I'm married now. I've never dated a white woman. To me, there's nothing special about white women, but I'm just saying that it just so happens that a lot of men, successful men, are after dealing with a lot of the Mary Janes of the world, right? They, at the end of that, end up meeting a woman, and in many cases, she happens to be white, who actually supports him for him and is able to help him further his career and really have his back through thick and thin, then all of a sudden that man is called to sell out because he ends up with a white woman. But in reality, it has nothing to do with a white woman. Women would have been saying the same thing about me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you dated black women all the, this whole time when you were in college and this and that. Then all of a sudden you do a radio show, you write a couple of books, you open a couple of businesses, now you, you want to date a woman. It has nothing to do with that. If my wife would have been white, she's very light-skinned, you know what I mean? But she ain't white. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that, no, so now I'm thanks, Court. Now I'm sleeping on the couch tonight again because she's probably listening. Yeah, you did but, that. <laughs> not, you know what I'm saying? But you, if she would have been white, then I would I'd be a sellout. But it has nothing to do with a sellout. It has to do with the type of woman that she is. And so that's you know that's basically what we see here. You know I don't feel like he he obviously wanted to be with Gabrielle Union. But it just so happened Gabrielle Union didn't want to be with him and didn't support him, so he ended up with a white woman. See, a lot of women don't get that other side of it. They don't see that part. They don't see the numerous black women from the past who didn't have his back before he ended up with the white woman. Nobody wants to talk about that, and nobody wants to hear his story about how he ended up with the white woman. So, And I'm not, like I said, I'm not an advocate of white women. I just know the deal. I just know what it really is in most cases. Like I said, I've never dated a white woman, but 
I know a lot of men who have, and I know why. I know the real reasons. In fact, we did a show on that. If y'all Google the real reasons black men are dating white women, that's a very informative show you guys may want to check out the archives of. Because there there are a lot of real real, uh, reasons out here, not the reasons that you would think. So, uh, so yeah, so there's that. So she gets pissed when she finds out that he's in a relationship. And she even says, she's like, I'm 38 and I'm single and I'm still playing games. You know, well, yeah, exactly. You know, you got to stop playing these games. One of my most controversial shows, a lot of, got a lot of flack about this, a lot of pushback when we did our show on Kenya Moore and how to avoid being 40 and single. A lot of women are, well, what's wrong with, with being 40 and single? I mean, nothing, if unless you don't want to be 40 and single. I mean, you see what I'm saying? I mean, I know I didn't want to be 40 and single. I know a lot of women who don't. I mean, do you want to be 40 and single, Courtney? No. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't, don't want to be 40 anyone, and single. Right. No one wants to. So that's why we did this show on how to avoid it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, oh, what's wrong with that? I mean, it's a lot wrong with it, if, 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 unless, you, unless you're cool with it. So we did that show. But, yeah, see, this, this tonight's show is, it's not titled that, but if Gabrielle Union's character is 38 and single and you guys can relate to being Mary Jane, you might want to make some changes. Now, this is something that's very interesting. When you look, When the guy confronted her, about you know reporting messing basically messing up Ludacris's career, you know and, and causing him to ultimately kill himself. He was real disrespectful, you know. He he grabbed her twice, and the dude was like, "Yo, I'm not done talking with you." And the dude was like, "No, you know whatever. You are done." He's like, "You need to you need to keep it moving." Basically, he was her knight in shining armor. That's what all black women want, right? Court. I mean, keep it real. They want to be protected. They want to be loved. They want to feel like, you know, my dad wasn't around in many cases. So I want to feel like you can, you have my back. You can protect me. That's, that's better than good sex in most cases. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, wow, he had my back. He, he, he told him. You know what I mean? He checked him. Oh, man, those panties got real wet. Right? I'm just, just saying <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, you know what I mean? She got real turned on. That made, that drew her even closer to him. You know, he protected her. He made her feel secure. You know, now here's the interesting thing about it. This was an event that she ultimately wanted Andre to go with, you know, go with her. You know, but even though he wasn't able to go, he was still texting her. I should say, even though he chose not to go, he was texting her. Did those texts get returned, Courtney? No. She's too busy looking at David. Oh, man. I would have been furious. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even been in the situation to begin with. But I'm just saying, the level of hypocrisy was evident because here she is saying how much she wants to be with David, excuse me, with Andre. But the moment that he's not there and someone else is, she totally ignores Andre for David, you know. Now, here's the thing. She finds out that he's in a relationship and doesn't want to be with her, you know, and wants to be with this new woman. She comes home to her man that's basically, her, you might as well call, her, call him her 
fiance because he, you know, proposed to her. I mean, a married man proposes is totally crazy. But she comes home to him, you know, who she wanted to be there with to begin with, and she cries. She cries. <laughs> if that's not emotional unavailability, I don't know what it, I mean, you're, you're, you come home to a married man crying about another man, you know what I mean? And then here's the thing. You know, Andre's like, yo, I could have sworn I was texting you. You know what I mean? Like, what? You just, you, you didn't get my text? Like, what's up? Like, no explanation, no apology, no nothing, right? And then here's the thing. He's like, well, look, my homie was there with his wife, and what do I, what do we have here? I see a picture of you all up in David's face. See, that would have, for any man, that would have been it. I mean, it would have been over well before then. But if I saw something like that, y'all know it would be a wrap, right? Like, it would be basically over. It would be nothing else to talk about. It's like, okay, clearly you have feelings for another man. I mean, obviously. So there's nothing else we have to talk about. I would have been gone. But you would think that in this situation, you would think that she would at least have been apologetic, Courtney. Did you notice that she wasn't even the least bit apologetic? She wasn't. She really wasn't. I, I mean, I just found it to be interesting. I mean, like how you're up, you claim to be with me. You you're up in another dude's face, basically kissing him. I mean, it's like what the heck? You, <laughs> you ignored my text all night. So I mean, and no explanation, but yet you you know you expect me to be just you know stay here with you. And so he leaves. She allows. She he basically storms out. Now the the thing about it in real life, he would have left. But ladies, he he ain't sleeping in his car. Trust me on that. Okay, when that's what y'all gotta realize is that a lot of these fights that y'all think y'all win, you don't really win. You know, because what you don't see is he get, just like he left. You know, I know he got in his nice little BMW. He would have driven to somebody else's crib. In most cases, he probably would have driven back to his wife's crib, you know, or his you know other jump off crib or wherever. But he ain't just sleeping in his car. I promise you that. So that's why y'all gotta chill with these stupid arguments. Y'all gotta like not be afraid to just say, "Hey, look, you know, I apologize." I mean, because she was wrong. You know, she she was very wrong, and she definitely should have apologized, but she didn't. And that could have been, well, you know, for the show's purposes, it could have been squashed. But we all know in real life, it <laughs> that can't get squashed. It's a rap. But I'm just saying, based on the show, you know, seeing so he was a clown for even being in the first place, she should have apologized, and then they could have had sex and just went to sleep and continued their adulterous affair. You know what I mean? Because that's all it was. But uh, so she talks to her mom. You know, and, say, you know, she finally breaks down and, you know, mom says, you know, you got to break it off. And so she all of a sudden, now since mom says says it, you know, oh, you know, I guess, oh, now let me finally break it off. You know, since you since you told me, mom, like, you know, as if she didn't know it was wrong before, she decides to break it off with, Dave, with uh, Andre. Uh, but before they go, she says, you know, we got to talk. And I can't do this. This is someone who uprooted his whole life. This is someone who decided to leave his whole family for her. And she decides that she has to break it off. But not before (laughs) basically giving him some sex. 
But, you know what I'm saying, which is the game in and of itself. You're telling me, okay, look, I can't be with you. I can't do this anymore. But we can get it in one more good time so they're wrestling around, tearing each other's clothes off, then she plays tug of war with the panties. No, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. Stop, stop, stop. No, 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 stop, stop. I can't do this. Not while he's got blue balls. Great. How nice. You know what I mean? So not only do you, you know, cancel all your plans for a future, right, you know, send him back to his wife, mess up his whole situation, but he can't even, you know, hit it one one more time? What the heck? So that's just games, just tons of games and confusion and foolishness. Y'all realize that, right? This is like the worst possible situation ever. So she's um. So there's that. So that basic that situation is done. So now after she determines, she cuts things off with the ex. And I know y'all can relate to a lot of this stuff. You cut things off with your ex boyfriend, your baby's dad, whoever he is. You realize you don't want to be with him, and that's a wrap. So now, instead of just being alone, your mind automatically goes to, well, who can our relationship recycle, you know, back to? So then, okay, back to David. But now, only problem is David is with so-and-so. He's with the white chick. So now, well, now I, you know, I got to get him. So Dave, oh, my gosh, everything is working out perfectly because who's at the door? David, knock, 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 knock. But she's thinking, oh, my gosh, yes, he's here. We're going to live happily ever after he decided to be. And I was almost about to be pissed off because I'm thinking, oh, boy, here we go, Tyler Perry, happy ending. <laughs> they live happily ever after. Because y'all know if this was Tyler Perry, that that's what would have happened. He would just show it up there. Oh, my gosh, I, I, I realized that I love you, and I left my wife, and we can be together forever. You know, and they, that's what would happen. That's 90% of his movies. But he was like, look, I got to ask you something. She's like, okay, yes, I'll marry you, I'll marry you. He's like, yo. Did you steal my sperm? Now, you guys, we talked about that last week. That is crazy. Y'all know that, right? Like, that is the most crazy thing a woman could possibly do. The most psycho. That's not even crazy. That's just a psycho. You know what I mean? Like, you have sex with a man, and then you you take the condom, and you still, you, you hold on to the sperm, you, the sperm, you freeze it? Like, y'all know that's crazy, right? But what's even crazier is that there are actual women who really do that. You know, like, what was she? I mean, he even he confronted her, you know? And the crazy thing is, again, she had such an emotional wall up, such a barrier up. She was so disoriented from reality based on her emotional turmoil that she wasn't even able to be remorseful. Same thing with Andre. That she did with David, she's just like making jokes. Like here you are, you stole my sperm. You're gonna impregnate me now that you find out I'm worth twelve million dollars. Well, I mean that's really not the reason, but she was gonna do it even before that. But I'm just saying, from his perspective, you know, she's now nothing more than a typical gold digging tramp who wants to, you know, basically make a financial come up. You know, which is which is crazy. And she never even said, "I'm sorry." Did you did you notice that? Yeah, she didn't because she wasn't. Because remember, she had that the scene where she was going to have her doctor friend do the um, insemination. Right. So she was just ready to go. That was crazy. And the show, I mean, it just went crazier and crazier as the season went on. Like, she just was like total psycho. 
and she was just going to, you see, like, like yeah, I, he, he, kept, he kept calling her crazy. And she's like, don't call me crazy. He was like, yo, you are. He was like, I, funny thing is, he said, I thought you were a good crazy. You know what I mean? Which was like, what the heck is that? Which is ridiculous, because ladies, you got to understand, nobody, there's no such thing as a good crazy. Nobody wants a good crazy. You know what I mean? Like, nobody, just any type of crazy. Okay? She said, no, I, I, I thought you guys like, you black men like us cr- like crazy. And that, actually, that was a little bit later on, which, which we'll talk about, but... That's crazy. There are a lot of women who actually believe that, right, Courtney? I mean, y'all, did you ever think that men like crazy black women? I don't know if I thought that. I don't think I ever thought that. I, you'd be surprised. I know a lot of women who actually think that. They actually think that, you know, we like drama like that. Like there's this this couple who actually lives on our block. They just, I mean... They have so much drama. It's just like he's the baby's father. He had, you know, they're not together, but he still comes to pick up his son. And they have, you know, he has a girlfriend. And the other day, you know, it's like six in the morning. I hear a car coming down the street. Er, boom! Through a brick right through the uh, at the car. She tried. I guess she tried to hit the, break the window with the brick, but she didn't have good aim, so she just dented the door. Drives down the street, backs up, grabs the brake, gets back in the car, throws it again. Boom! Does it three times. The girlfriend of the the chick. I'm just like, what the heck? You know what I mean? We need to move. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's the type of stuff. And they've been dealing with each other on and off for, you know, years. You know, and so it's that type of craziness, that type of drama, that for whatever reason. I put it like this: For whatever reason, men deal with it, but because men deal with it, women will just assume that those men like it. But that's the opposite of what we want. I have no drama. That's why I'm happy. I don't want any of that stuff. I have no stress, no drama. I come home to a happy home. You know, half the time food is on the table. The other half, I'm coming home with a pizza or Chinese food or whatever. You know, a lot of people think, oh, my gosh, you got to always do this, and, you know, you got to cook and you got to clean. Listen, it ain't about none of that. None of that stuff matters. If she she cooks, she cooks. If I get a pizza, I get a pizza. You know what I mean? As long as I eat. You know what I mean? Like, it's all good. That stuff doesn't matter. People get so, women, for whatever reason, think this the stuff that doesn't matter matters, and it doesn't. Y'all emotionally unavailable talking about something, but at least I can cook a good steak. At least I can suck a... Uh, oh, I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that stuff doesn't matter. I got to chill with that stuff. I'll t- Trust me. You listen to this show. We'll tell you what matters. You'll know what to do and what not to do, what you have to do to get a man. All that other stuff is irrelevant. If you notice, there's certain stuff we never talk about. That's because it doesn't matter. The stuff that we talk about every day, it's th- what matters most. So just, just like I said, continue listening, and you'll get the information. So, and again, this is that drama. This is that craziness that we're talking about. In fact, Courtney and I did a show uh, on how to avoid that whole crazy cycle a couple years ago. But what does she do? She freaking storms out in her pajamas, chasing him down the street, causing an accident in her freaking Porsche, you know, stalk, like chasing him down. Gets out the car yelling and arguing, just like, 
that's not what we want. Did you see that when he went back to his wife? I mean, his uh, you know, the, his new girlfriend. Did it seem like they had any drama, Courtney? Him and his girlfriend, or even yeah. him and uh, Mary Jane, so, the white chick. No, it didn't seem like it didn't seem like they did. Right, and I'm sure they didn't. And that's what I got to realize, ladies. Oh, I've had some drama in my past. You know what I mean? My, I, you listen. I've had the f you, no f you, da da da. Yeah, you, you, I, yo. I've had. Funny thing is, man. Y'all think I could tell y'all stories, man? Everybody wants to talk about Chris Brown. You listen. I, I've been Chris Brown, okay? I've had the fights in the in the uh in the in the car, you know. And, and trust me, I know it wasn't what the media is trying to say. He didn't beat that picture was doctored. I'll tell you what happened, because the same thing happened to me. You know what I mean? The same thing happened to me, most likely. There was a fight. There was some type of argument. She mushed me. Y'all know what mushing you Mushed my face into the freaking window. I'm like, what the? You know what I mean? I gripped the rope. You know what I mean? I ain't you know, put my hands or nothing, but I'm not. you ain't going to just mush my face into the freaking window like I'm some type of punk. And, and so <laughs> stuff like that happens, you know? And when stuff like that gets physical, you just got to remove yourself from the equation because stuff that's when things go to another level. But if I was a different type of dude, you know what I mean, you, you know what I'm saying, who knows what could happen. But I've had women try to smack me and actually smack me and just, just stupid stuff, you know. I told you all that story about the, uh, when my ex smacked me in the, in the mall parking lot. Did I ever tell you that story? No, you didn't. Let's hear it. I think I told you that. I, I'll tell you all, man, I keep it real. This is keeping real. If I didn't, I think I I probably told this back in the day with Gerald. But if I didn't, it was uh, I was in college, and I was dealing with this young woman, and uh, we just used to fight. That was like I said, it was that just that drama, that back and forth, back and forth, but it just got really volatile. And this was the day that it all ended. We were in the mall parking lot. She she drove her car, and we were on our way to the car, and she said something to me, and I was just pissed. I was just really mad, and I was like, Shh, man, bitch. She's like, what'd you say? I said, nothing, man. Go ahead. Nothing. Just, no, no, what'd you say? What'd you, I, nothing, man. Nothing. Just go ahead, man. I don't even feel like talking. No, no what'd you say? Be a man. You're not a man. you go going to say, I heard what you said. Just be a man. Say what you said. I said, nothing. I ain't say nothing. She said, yo, what'd you say? I'm like, bitch. And she's like, and she just, and I, you know what I'm saying? And, and she just, bop, like smacked me dead across my face. And she was kind of one of the big bone chicks. Like, not big, but she just kind of like, that joint, like, I was stunned. You know what I mean? For a split second. I had never been hit in my face before. That was the first time I'd ever been by a male or a female. She's like, boom, smacked the crap. I'm not going to hold it. Like, she really smacked me. And uh, so I was, like, kind of stunned for a minute. Like, whoa. But, you know what I mean? She was next to uh, I came to. She's, like, in her car driving off. Like, whoa. Uh, she had a nice <laughs> little hit to it. Because it was more, more shocked than anything. And, uh I was like, oh, okay. I guess I got to catch the bus home or something. But because uh, she drove. But yeah, so that was that. You know what I mean? And like that was, that's just what it was. I mean, so my point is, all the thoughts that were going through my mind that day, I was thinking about, oh yeah, I'm gonna have, I could get so and so to go beat her up, and da 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 da. I'm gonna go and I, like all types of thoughts. But at the end of the day, I just had to realize, wait a minute, she's now out of my life. That was the what I needed, because we've been going back and forth for a minute, you know, all that back and forth, the drama, the craziness, the just the violence, it just wasn't worth it. So now, I, and even now, I thank God just for 
that in removing her from my life because, I mean, who knows? You guys know how it is. When you're in it, it's hard to leave. I'm no better. You know what I mean? A lot of y'all are dealing with somebody where it's really hard to just walk away. I've been there. But the great news is that when you finally do walk away, you know what I'm saying, that's when God can bless you. You can't get blessed when you're dealing with mess, you know, so. Yeah, you did. You did, you didn't think I'd been smacked before, did you? Well, I can't say I'm too surprised, but I'm just playing. <laughs> that was that was a very interesting story, and she just drove off. Drove off, and that was it. That was it. I mean, that was, and it was great because that was the 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 straw that broke the camel's back. Like we never spoke after that, and then we had been together for at least what two two years, something like that. So, yeah. But uh so there was that. But the same type my point is that you know, that whole drama filled type of relationship is real. You know, driving down the street in your car in in, the, in her pajamas fighting. So so what she do? I really want to get to the good part. So like I said, that's why he married who he married. You know what I mean? Uh because he wanted someone that was drama free. If that meant that she was white, you know what I mean? Then so be it. If that meant that she's Asian, so be it. It's just we just don't want the drama and we want somebody that has our back. You know? And there's not a man on the planet who would have picked Gabrielle Union or, you know, committed to Gabrielle Union after all of that foolishness. I mean, and the funny thing is women will do stuff like that, but then still expect you to wife them up, steal your sperm, smack you in the face. You know what I mean? Stalk you, come, you know, Come to your crib, have sex with a man, all types of just stuff, that, and, and not understand why you're not taking them seriously. Now, this is crazy. Here she is again, not being able to apologize because she went and accused her friend, who actually was her friend, that she betrayed her. When in reality, it was the suicidal friend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what I'm saying is you would think that after basically making a fool out of her, she would, you know, go back to the friend and be like, yo, you know, I, I like genuinely apologize, you know, for accusing you, falsely accusing you, but she couldn't even do that. You know what I mean? Because that's how much of a wall. See, the wall isn't just towards men. The wall is just the people in general, you know, which is unfortunate. And so, yeah, um, so that was that. So what do they do? What do they do then? You know what I mean? They decide to go and get drunk. Now, these are 38-year-old women who decide they want to get drunk. And this is, listen, I have been a party to this, and I'm not proud of this, but this one woman, you know, they, I call them going on these missions, you know what I mean, these psycho missions. You know, where let's go put some, we're going to go key that dude's car. Let's go put sugar in his gas tank. Let's drive by his crib. Let's prank call his number. These are the, I mean, this stuff goes on all the time. Gabrielle Union, this is just a very realistic, I'm so, like I said, I'm so glad that there's a show that shows this type of stuff. You know what I mean? Where else do you see women, like black women, getting together on these missions, stalking these dudes' families at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning? You know what I mean? That this is real stuff. This goes on every night. There's somebody out right now putting on their Tims, stalking somebody, putting on a scarf and a black hoodie, you know, so they can't be recognized. 
But here, but these are professional women, supposedly. You know what I mean? Successful women, they're celebrities. Right? Now, here's the thing. And just kind of just to go uh, on another note real quick, you look at a lot of these successful women and think, oh, my gosh, she's single, you know, but she's so successful. She's so educated. She has this job. She has that career. But look at the doctor friend. This is the same doctor friend who tried to kill herself, whereas a lot of people, not knowing that, I mean, you know, drinking alcohol, drunk, and overdosing on pills from depression, but a lot of people will look at women like that and be like, oh, my gosh, she's so successful, I can't believe she's single. Well, what the heck? Well, she's freaking depressed. You know what I mean? Like, she's suicidal. She clearly has serious emotional and mental issues. So that's why she's single. It has nothing to do with, you know what I mean, like her career or, like, men being intimidated by her success. People very rarely look at the emotional and mental issues, but they'll look at the finances and be like, oh, my gosh, she should be married because she's a doctor. What? Not the fact, you see what I'm saying? Like, she, she clearly needs help. I just find that to be interesting, that people won't even t- look at that. They'll just assume that they're good women because they're successful women. But you guys just got to realize that being successful doesn't always equate to being eligible. You know what I mean? And that's just a good example. A doctor, but, but you know what I'm saying, just tried to kill herself in the previous episode, which is crazy. So what do they do? You know what I mean? They decide to get drunk off tequila and prank call people. They just make them prank calls. Okay, I did that stuff in college. You ever prank call somebody in college? Yeah, I did, and before that. I used right. to do that. Right, right. I mean, even last week you did, right? You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> you, you didn't stop. I mean, don't act like you, you just stopped. Very you know funny. I mean? <laughs> I stopped. I've been delivered. I've been delivered. All right, cool. So they get drunk. They're prank calling people. You know what I mean? Claiming that she was just on her period. Oh, yeah, ha, ha, that's real. You know what I mean? That's real funny, although a lot of women do use that, you know, as a, uh, you know, as a excuse for the things that they do or the attitude they have or the temper tantrum they just threw. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm, I'm, it's that time of the month. Well, ladies, you guys got to understand, you're, that time of the month is not, you know, whoever you marry or deal with, you're still going to have that time of the month. So, I don't care. You know, some, I've heard women say, well, I just turned into a bitch that time of month. Well, you better get that under control because you know, <laughs> nobody, nobody's going to, you know, just say, oh, okay, well, it's just that time of the month, so I'll deal with her attitude for that week. No, no, that's not how it works. you can't. You got to have the best personality, period. I don't care if it's that time of the month or not. That's not an excuse. You better do something. You better, what they say, you better have a happy period. What's that thing? One of them drugs. Yo, you never seen that commercial? What's the commercial? Y'all know what I'm talking about. They be, yeah, that's but the, the I, little, I don't know what it's for. Yeah, that's the, that little slogan. Come on, have a happy period. Y'all know what y'all got to do. But, you know, these men aren't trying to deal with that. <laughs> Just saying. So mm-hmm. what else does she do? So she they prank call people, they get drunk, and they drive to David's crib. Now, that's just disrespectful. That's disrespectful. You drive to this man's crib where his wife is there. He's had, or excuse me, his girlfriend is there. They're planning their future. They're having a dinner party. You know, just total disrespect in that that woman's home, that man's home. 
you know, I don't know what time of, you know, month, or, or actually, excuse me. So they did that, but before that, they went to uh, Andre's crib. I don't remember actually which one was first, but let's just talk about Andre first. They went to the wife's crib, and it was just ridiculous. They're stalking him and her, and then talking about, oh, my gosh, I hope he goes back to Oh, now all of a sudden you hope, before you were trying to take him from her, right, and now you want him to go back to her because now all of a sudden you feel guilty. Like, what? it's a little bit late for that. You know what I mean? A little bit late for the guilt. So she goes back there. Oh, my gosh, I hope she takes him back. Then she goes there, and the woman confronts her. They go into the crib, and they're talking about a whole bunch of stuff. Y'all saw what they were talking about, just stupid stuff. But then she's trying to give her advice on how to keep her man happy. She gave, she said, when you, next time you give him head, don't use the pillow. It's just, who does that? How do you, at, at, while you're drunk? Who? I mean, Courtney. Was that not the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen? That was. I'm surprised they stayed in the house as long as they did because in in the fact that she even entertained them, that was silly enough to me. Right. Now that's just that that, that would have been a fight. You know what I mean? They they would have been out there in the street just brawling. That's I don't know what they the writer took a night off or, or on that one or something because they that in real life that would have been a straight rumble for real for real. So, um but then, so let's let's fast forward over to when they go to David's crib. So they totally disrespect David and his uh, his young woman's uh, house, and uh, and the woman even said, "This is not going to end well for you," you know. And David, I don't really like how he handled it because he, I don't like that. He should not have entertained her at all. That should have been a straight, "What are you doing here? Get the stepping door in the face." That's it. Like there is no like Gabrielle Union. She she. I'm going to try to be nice about this, but she's one of those women who thinks she looks a lot better than she does. Okay. Like, I'm not somebody that's overly concerned with looks. You guys know me. I'm all about personality. Like, I know, I mean, if you look good, you look good. Like, that's what's up. You know what I mean? But you still got to have that humble, you know, personality to go along with it. And Gabrielle Union, to me, is just a very average woman. Okay, I don't know like who's putting her on these top ten lists, and I'm not into like she to me. It's not about complexion, but I just not I'm in no way attracted to her whatsoever. But then that attitude just takes her down even more, several more notches. But she just has that like, oh, I'm just the stuff. And the thing about it is, she had that that I'm better than you attitude to the white woman. And that's the crazy thing about it. Like, if you notice, she was disrespect. She kept throwing little racial uh, jokes out there, like racial insults. You know, what I mean, racist and talking about some. You know, the, the white, yeah, the little white, the, the white this, white that. It's like, yo, you're racist. You know what I mean? Like, we we as black people can be some of the most racist people. I've seen more racist bl- or interacted with more racist blacks than I have racist whites in my life. Okay. And discriminatory, some downright racist, but more discriminatory. If you guys know the difference, but you know that if you watch the show, that her insults were very racist, and the things that she was saying. And the crazy thing is, like he said, my mom. He's like, you know, my mom is white, right? And she's like, oh no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But then as she was getting kicked out, she insulted her again with the racist insult. 
even so basically at that point it's no longer insulting her it's insulting him and his mom and see and that was all that 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 alcohol that that liquor talk and but the crazy thing is and this is the real problem with it Courtney is that a lot of women like get like the reality is his new young woman looks better than Gabrielle in, in my opinion and obviously she's envious and insecure about herself and envious of her, which is why she was hating to begin with. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody would say, oh, you know, Gabrielle Union is so much better than... No, I mean, the white woman was very attractive, you know? And so all I'm saying is in those types of situations, ladies, you don't want to hate. If you have a case, then make your case. But don't, when you start hating for no reason, that shows your own insecurity. And so, uh, you know, it just it didn't end well. He told her he's like, you know, you know, I'm happy, I'm, I'm, you know, I moved on, and uh, that was just. What'd you think about that scene? Do you? I mean, how do you feel like feel about how how he handled the situation? Honestly, I feel like that's not the end of it with them. I guess just for the show's purposes, um, but. Even before I even talk about that, just quick, I'll just say, he entertained her for too long. It wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't convincing, is what I'm saying. Like, I wasn't convinced that he was really over her, because he, for a very, very long time, to me. Right. So he'll be back. And what I, <clears throat> right. And what I didn't like, it almost came off like he was giving her an opportunity to make her case and to say the right thing that would cause him to walk up out that crib. And it just so happened that she didn't say it. In fact, she said everything that was wrong. And so that's why he didn't leave. So I didn't I didn't like that. It was like he was giving her a chance, and she's someone who clearly doesn't deserve a chance, and uh, which was unfortunate. But I agree with you. I don't believe that's going to be the end of their story because obviously there's a season two. And so clearly, you guys know we will be doing. You know, we'll t- we'll continue to follow it. I mean, because there's, like I said, man, there's we've talked about all types of movies and TV shows and songs and, you know, but if you've you guys have listened to the show, I mean, you know, this is as real as it gets. You know, as far as the things that we talk about daily, this is a great opportunity just to learn. You know, uh, real life examples of emotional unavailability and just everyday relationship situations. A couple other things that I that I saw here. This is great that David and he funny thing is he said if you wanted a baby, all you had to do was ask, and that's crazy. You know what I mean? Because she was as she was about to <laughs> artificially inseminate herself. You know, well, I shouldn't say artificially, but inseminate herself with his sperm. You know, which is obviously illegal. I mean, the fa- I mean, she didn't do it, but just the fact that she was even first of all, the fact that she even had it, and the fact that she was even gonna do it, and the fact that her friend was even gonna do it for her. It, I'm telling y'all, that stuff goes on. There's stuff that when women get together and their emotions are involved and alcohol is involved. I mean, there's stuff that happens that's like ten times worse than that. I've seen it, you know, and we just have to do better as a people, man. You know, and it all starts, like I said, with these fathers um, and just, you know, having a high level of self-esteem so you don't have to fall into these uh, emotional traps that men set for you. 
Because a man will set a trap, and you'll fall for it, and then you'll penalize yourself for, for years to come. And it's just like, wait a minute, why? Just because a man plays you doesn't mean that you have to be hurt. and doesn't mean you have to punish the next guy. You know what I mean? You just got to give it to God and, and walk away. But that's easier said than done. Now, I'll tell you all something. One of the most ridiculous things, though, and we're making good time, the one of the most ridiculous things about the whole show, Courtney, did you peep this? The two young women, Gabrielle Union and the suicidal chick, they get drunk. The one young woman is a doctor. But then she's talking about some, I got called in to work. How the heck do you go into work drunk? <laughs> what kind of doctor goes into work drunk? What kind of doctor work are you performing? You know what I mean? Is she a surgeon? Is she a pediatrician? Like, what kind of, what what, what are you getting called in to do when you're high and drunk off of tequila? I mean, that to me, I just find that to be crazy. You know what I mean? Like, you're a freaking doctor, you know, potentially saving people's lives. And you're you're freaking crazy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what, you can keep mm-hmm. that that that. <laughs> yo, I could. How she wasn't doing operation. That, that's what I'm saying. Or anything. I mean, giving yeah. a needle or taking blood pressure. I mean, just think about all the things that go on in a doctor's office. The, the emotional state and the mental state and the physical state of this woman. She's going into work. People could die. And as crazy as that seems to see on the, like, oh, that's just a show. That stuff happens. The way I know it happens, let me tell you all something. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I've done a lot of things that I'm not proud of in my life, okay, a lot of things, a lot of sexual things. I've done some of the freakiest things that, like, are humanly known to man. I'm just being honest with you. Like, I've, I've experienced a lot of things uh, sexually. But some of the things and many of the things that I've experienced sexually have been from teachers, you know, like kindergarten teachers, early elementary education majors, uh, doctors, lawyers, some of the craziest situations you could ever imagine. Half these situations that you guys hear me discuss about, that you've heard Gerald talk about, Marv talk about, these were done from the most quote unquote respectable women. The the people who are responsible for your kids, the people who are delivering your your babies, the people who are responsible for, you know, the administrative duties at your particular job. You know, I could tell you stories about I could show you videotape. I'm just you see what I'm saying? I'm just telling y'all. This stuff is real. You know what I mean? And we have to do better. So and I say all that to say, you know, and we as we wrap up tonight's show, you know, don't put these people up on pedestals. Because no, there's no one out there that hasn't done all types of crazy stuff out there. You know what I'm saying? Like certain things. And so just when next time you're seeing these specials, next time you're reading that magazine, don't just say, oh, my gosh, she's single. Or maybe it's the man. They're no good men. No, no, they're good men. But it's just that men don't want the women like the Mary Jane, the women like the drunk doctor, the women who drive, you know, drunk at 4 o'clock in the morning stalking somebody's crib and then want to go to work the next day with an attitude 
trying to talk about you're not performing up to the company's standards, want to put you on an action plan because she's, she just was out all night stalking somebody, a married man. That's how this stuff goes. I'm just telling you. That's how it goes. Y'all, that supervisor you think is just a B, she's not just a B. She's, she, you know, she just got done doing some crazy stuff. So emotional uh, turmoil is real. Now, <clears throat> I'm really happy to see at the end that he did not leave with Gabrielle Union. He stayed with his woman, who seems like a very nice young woman, no drama, and they're having a little baby. How nice. You see how that goes? That's how, that's what really happens. And then what does Gabrielle Union do? She goes back to her crib and she cries herself to sleep. Now that to me was the perfect ending of season one because it's real. It's not the Tyler Perry ending. It's not the Shonda Rhimes. It was real. That's what happens. And what I say to you guys is, I know that seems harsh because a lot of you guys do that. You, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> If you want something different, if you're listening tonight, if you've been listening tonight intently for the last three hours, and you're saying, wait a minute, that's me. I'm telling y'all, call me. You know what I'm saying? Like, not like really take a minute and say, I'm not going to ignore that post. I'm not going to ignore their 50% off fall counseling special. I'm actually going to take advantage because I see a lot of similarities between Mary Jane Paul and myself. And I want love. I want to be that woman who gets to have the reading, the what to expect when you're expecting book. I don't want to be the one having to read that book by myself. I'd rather be cuddled up on the couch. And, and you know what I'm saying? Like, we're planning a wedding. We just got all our furniture. The baby's room is done. I picked out that furniture. We went to Baby's R Us, picked out the crib, the bassinet, you know what I'm saying, the dresser. We did that stuff together. You feel what I'm saying? It's a lot better doing it together than it's doing by yourself. And then knowing deep down that man doesn't really care what kind of crib you get, what kind of bassinet you get, what kind of decorations you put on the wall. At wall. It doesn't matter because he knows he's not going to be there to begin with. If you want something different, the process has to start now. Being a single mom is no fun. And we're going to stop glorifying it like Tyler Perry's Single Wives Club, Single Moms Club, or whatever it is. That stuff doesn't need to be. There's no club for that crap. You know what I'm saying? They have what they had. What was that movie? First Wives Club, or some crap like that. That black parents get, black moms get single moms club. It's foolishness. The black people always get the short end of the stick. Well, it doesn't have to be like that anymore. You guys deserve love. You guys deserve marriage. You understand that? But I, I am very happy with the way that ended, and I would encourage you all to watch it on Netflix the way I watched it. If you haven't, you know, you listened to it tonight, but you really didn't watch it, I'd say watch it and then just look out for the things that we, you know, that we talked about. We haven't even talked about the uh, the, the other young woman, uh, her best friend, which I apologize. We don't have time for that tonight, but we'll we'll definitely revisit. I know Terry asked me to uh, mention that, um, and I want to shortchange that question. But, well, don't worry. We'll you know, you guys haven't heard the last of uh, our conversation on Mary Jane. Uh, shout out to my homie uh, Willie, my man Will on uh, on my friends list. He uh, posted a scripture, which I thought was very applicable to tonight's show. Uh, it was Ecclesiastes seven twenty six. Says I discovered that a seductive w- woman 
is a trap more bitter than death. Her passion is a snare, and her soft hands are chains. Those who are pleasing to God will escape her, but sinners will be caught in her snare. So that's that's a crazy scripture right there. That's just, just deep. And the reason it's so deep is because it's true. Because that a seductive woman, see Gabrielle Union, her character represents that seductive woman, but that seductive woman, as the Bible says, is a trap. That Beyonce is a seductive woman, trying to be like that, trying to you know get a man by exposing your boobs and you know having sex. That stuff is you know it's a trap to men. Since her passion is a snare, her soft hands are chains. Those chains will bind you with the soul tie. You know what I'm saying? It says those who are pleasing, true men of God, will escape her. They'll run from those types of women. So if you're sitting in here on a Friday night wondering why am I single, why can't I be found by men, you got to realize what it says right here. Those who are pleasing to God, those great men, they will escape those women who are freaks. Right? It says only the sinners will be caught in her snare. The great men of God will have nothing to do with the freaks with the hoes, with the Mary Janes of the world. And if that's who you try to be or that's who you find yourself emulating, you're only going to attract the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players. This, ladies and gentlemen, concludes what, in my opinion, has been two of the most informative shows in our history. Courtney, what say you? I love this show, as always. It was a pleasure. don't really have much to add um, to what you said because I'm – I feel like you said it all, you know, just to not be like Mary Jane. You don't have to be like that. You don't have to continue to have those dating situations. Like, that doesn't have to be your fate. Right. Look, guys, I thank you for listening tonight. Um, As I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show, the TRC Hair Studio is open for business. If you're in Philly, fellas, come get a cut tomorrow. Saturdays when everybody gets your cut, your cut is 50% off. Your cut is only $9. Ladies, Single Mom Saturdays is going beginning tomorrow, and it will never end. Single Mom Saturdays, your children's cuts are $5. 69th and Ogon, 6900 Ogons Avenue, the flyers all over my page. Like the new fan page if you can. Go on Facebook and like the new TRC Hair Studio fan page. Uh, I think there's something like only 150, something like 150 people already liked it. I just made it yesterday, so go ahead and and, uh, and like it. Um, come on out, and uh, that's that, that's it, Courtney. Thank you for being here. Thank you all for being here. I'm excited about things to come. Uh, but as I mentioned, Between Brothers is coming back. Okay, next uh, what is it? Next uh, next week. So look out for that. And uh, in the meantime, just get get caught up on past shows and. Thank you for listening, man. I, I, I appreciate it, and I'll see y'all next time. Peace.
let they don't talk and motivate you, girl. Let they don't be a motivation, child. Let they don't overcome and rock your world. Mm-hmm. Let they don't be a motivation, child. Let they don't over motivate you, girl. Let they don't be a motivation, child. Let they don't overcome and change your world. Don't ever let yourself settle for less than you don't have to be a fool. Call them up, let the tears fall. Motivation, child, let they don't overcome and change your world. 